everybody, John. And this, the last time that all four of these men, them, Nick Cage and Nate Hatred, were in a match together was as an added attraction as part of a six-man tag team match on the Let me tell you something. This is not our first cage of death, okay? We're not 19 years old. We're not gonna risk our lives and try to break our necks just for you people, I'll tell you that. Listen, that's right. Fans bring the weapons, not fall on your neck from the ceiling match. It's fans bring the weapons. So if you're expecting somebody to get a broken neck or see some 18-year-old kid come flying with, uh, I don't know, 12, 15 flips, it ain't going to happen in this match. You see, we're about the violence, and that's what you're going to get. I'm going to run 10,000 tacks in Nick Gage's forehead, and the white beater is going to beat the living shit out of Nate Nature with every one of these weapons right here, right now. So bring it out, because we are the hate club. Test, 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 pussy, 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 test. Eating ass, sucking dick, fucking my own ass with my dick, bending it backwards into my... Bending my dick backwards into my ass, seeing if I can put it up my own ass between my cheeks. Fucking my ass. Fucking my ass with my own dick. Alright. Siobhan, are you there? Hello? 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 There we go. Piss, that's loud. What's uh, what's loud? No, just the volume, because it's doing that fucking thing with where on, at least on Windows and with the, um, it does it without this, but it, like, it'll just, the one bar on the left comes up and it decides, yeah, sound, it's going way the fuck up. And oh, I, yeah, I yeah. I tried to get Mul- it manually. Multiple like, audio sources and then one yes. drives out the others and one yeah. drops out. Yeah, though that, that it'll do it without this being plugged in, so I don't fucking know. Maybe headphones come in and something yeah, they'll do that. Yeah. I don't fucking. It's, it's bullshit. that's the thing is once one speaker source becomes like yeah, it's it's real stupid, and then you try to like play something on uh, Chrome, but it's like down to like ten percent. Um, yeah, it's great. Sucks ass. Yeah. It's great. But it, I, I you know it was designed with like good intentions. Like they were like, well, if you've got an incoming audio source, say you've, you're watching a show, someone calls you on Skype, Skype, of course, being a Microsoft product, yes. uh, we would want to emphasize Skype over VLC Media Player where you're watching pornography, and we would want to turn down the porn uh, so that you could hear your friend who you don't want to know that you're uh, watching porn, you know? Um, yes. And I think that was probably what Bill Gates said when he decided to make this, <laughs> this decision. Bill Gates definitely watches a lot of porn. Yeah, but he doesn't want it to be too loud. No, you know? no. That's the thing. Oh, wow. Hey. Hello. Hello. Mm. I'm mm. feeling good. 
Feeling good. Uh, eating gorgonzola cheese like it's yogurt. <laughs> wait, wait, like like the, the the little pieces of it, or is it like liquefied? No, no, the little pieces of it, like little <clears throat> container thing, just eating it with, like a spoon, like like an asshole, like a little crumbs. Okay, yeah, like no, crumbles. I dig this it. This is what I do. Yeah, I mean, honestly, because it's like how the fuck else are you gonna eat it? Well, uh, so I've this- never eaten gorgonzola cheese. I've maybe on one salad ever, but at the like the fancy pizza place that I worked at in like the nice area of of Houston. Yeah. Um, the, the they had some you know eggplant and fucking. You know, gorgonzola and shit, whatever. It's bad pizza that I never had. I say it's bad. I never actually had it, so I can't say it's bad. But when you work the make line at a pizza place, you know, you're you're tossing some food in your mouth, you know. Um, at, wait for everybody to turn their backs, and then you just shove 12 pepperonis. <laughs> just Absolutely. pack it in your, pack you know, your cheeks. <laughs> I mean, you're fucking, you're, you're, you know what, you're fucking scab if you're not. Yeah, yeah, it's it's part of the culture, you know. It's like yeah, it's, exactly. It's expected of you, but you're expected to pretend like it's not expected of you, and that's what yeah. uh, working in a pizza place is all about. Um, it's I, called kayfabe. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's the uh, it's carny shit. Um, yeah, well, are we doing this? Yeah, we're doing this. Can we put in the part where you're eating gorgonzola with a spoon in the podcast? Sure. Welcome to Wrestling Is Gross. My name is Bucky. My name is Siobhan. <laughs> Episode twenty nine, right? 29, yeah. Have? Okay. Appropriately I... coming in February uh, with a leap year. Yeah, oh yeah, cool. Uh, we get an extra day this month. That means we're probably yeah. not, not going to fit an extra episode in, but at least uh, at least I'll, you know, if you break down the percentage of cost per day of a Libsyn, um, it's going to bring it to like, you know, 42 cents per day instead of 46 cents per day. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, um... I'm into that. Yeah, the AEW uh, pay-per-view this um, month is on the 29th, uh, and I suppose they're going to. I don't huh. know if it's intentional. I think they're going to, but I think they're going to try to outdo uh, Super Brawl too uh, as the sure. greatest sleepier show, and they're not. No, no yeah, that, Brawl... that show has uh, Barry Windham versus Two Cold Scorpio on it. No, that's Super Bowl three. Uh, Super okay. Bowl two has Pillman Liger. Oh, uh, Sting, uh, Sting Vader. Sting no. Vader. No, it's Sting Luger. And God damn it! Fucking, uh, it has. I'm showing them a, I'm a, 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 a noob when it comes to Kip Fry era. Yeah, uh, fucking, it's got. I'm really uh, not. I've watched a ton of that shit. It's just been like 15. Oh, years. I, I, uh, I know. It's yeah. It's but yeah. Rude Steamboat in a fantastic match. Uh, fucking, I think it, it's Austin and it's Austin and Larry versus uh, uh, Barry and Dustin. And Dustin, okay. Uh, I know that. Shit. And okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? There's some other good shit on it. It's I'm a sure. fantastic yeah, show. Yeah, every, every single match uh, in a 92 uh, WCW pay-per-view is at the very least extremely funny and is probably going to be surpri- like snaky good, of course. Snaky um, good, yeah. Welcome to year two of Wrestling is Gross. Um, snaky good, um, Adam Adam Lash. Um, what else? What are oh, other touchdowns? Oh, least appropriate. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Gay of not being the genius, right? Yeah, it's been almost a full year since the last episode of We Don't Know Evolve. Isn't that sad? It is. I listened to the one that that you were on with us, and it's so extremely funny. It's um, fucking great. <clears throat> I thought about I was, I was so I was thinking I might submit a WDKW uh, fifty, not a one hundred, because I haven't I didn't watch enough wrestling last year to, to do that. Um, and just putting a note in there. Hey, Sam, can I uh, upload that episode on the Wrestling is Gross feed? Because you're, you're barely in it. 
<laughs> you're barely even there. You're super sleepy, and it's just me and Siobhan riff- riffing. It's very much a Wrestling is Gross episode. Um, but I'm not going to do that. Well, yeah, I mean, here's the f- issue why it's not a Wrestling is Gross episode fully. Because he edited out random shout-outs to Bad Max. Yeah. no. Shout-out to Bad Max. I don't know if you've listened to it, but there's a lot of a lot of bullshit in that episode. That, that I he, know there is. <laughs> it's some good I shit. I mean, he had to edit out something. Yeah. I wouldn't have... I would, neither of us would have edited out any, anything. Any shout-outs to Bad Max. Yeah. Him talking about him doing... I don't know. Some Orson Welles impression, yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. Um, shouts out. Shouts out. First of the shouts year. Shouts out to Bad um, Max. Any other stuff we want to hit on before... Actually, I want to ask you... Um, How's your 2020 going so far? It's February 1st we're recording this. So how it's was your January? It's it's been all right. Yesterday was was important. Uh, okay. I don't talk I, I I don't talk about it a lot on the on the podcast, but I got uh, my first because uh, I think everybody I know knows and or if they don't know, I don't want them to know. <laughs> you know, you know what I am. Sure. I'm I'm, I'm a woman. That's right. So I got my first uh, prescription for uh, Spiro. Hell yeah! Well, yeah, I have. I had the hormone, the other the hormones full, but I didn't have the that yet. The T blocker, that right? shit is yeah, yeah, because that shit is scary. Yeah, because I am fucking. I don't know. I'm a fucking weakling. No, it is scary though. Fuck it. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the fuck I've done to my organs. <laughs> no, it's crazy, and it it, it makes you like kind of go a little bit fucking insane. Um, I've got a friend here in town that when, when she got on the stuff, she, um, she became a fucking nightmare, but also she like didn't have the same energy as you. You're already a nightmare. So it's just going to make yeah. you more yourself, I think is probably the thing. I mean, maybe, maybe it'll fucking, maybe it'll be better. Who's yeah. to say? Yeah. You're going to be a real bitch and it's going to be great. Um, no, I'm, I'm going to be sassy. <laughs> yeah. be a messy bitch who lives for drama, yeah. you know, you know. Like That's great. All the things we want in our life. Um, so I'm very proud uh, of you. I'm happy to hear that. Um, thank you. I so tonight you and Neutral Max are going. You've so here's the weird thing. Um, you've never been to a live wrestling show ever. No, I the That's one that I have tried crazy. to be. I've tried to um, blame Mike Quackenbush for being uh, a fucking little psychopath who would put his. Uh, his arena in the middle of fucking nowhere in somehow he found the middle of nowhere in Philadelphia to put his uh, bullshit arena so he could stay away from all the black people. Mm. And right, we've uh, talked about that on the show before, I think. Yeah, we have the Wrestle Factory. And also, yeah, you remember and the, the yeah the Wrestle Factory and also the National Guard Armory, which isn't even in Philadelphia. Really, it's in like like that um, ROH used to run off course. Uh, that's where the Cage of Death uh, versus CZW is. Okay. Tons of shit. And that's, like, all the fucking, like, all the way up. The other play and, um, you know, like, basically, once uh, Gabe could get out of uh, the Murphy Rec Center, he got the fuck as far away from Philadelphia as he could. Except for the, you know, when they, what the hell is, the, there's a really famous match that is, uh, I think it's Danielson Aries, but I'm not certain of that. It's something where, that's at the, uh, the Ramada or the Marriott, sure. um, the airport by, Ramada. Yes, in Essington, down by uh, Holzerman Country. Okay, and like that, like that speaks a lot about Gabe. Yeah, <laughs> that's you the. Know? I think that's the seventy-five minute match or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, real and, trash, like, real bad. You know, say, say what you will about uh, modern uh, vintage wrestling. Uh, the guy, <laughs> the, the real guy who uh, got stuts. Uh, yeah. Like, but at least uh, the Lithuanian music hall is like 
somewhat is like in Philadelphia. The Voltage Lounge is like in actual Philadelphia. Uh, for for GCW, that seems like a, a cool building. I, I people it's, people I, I know Small Doink has complained about shows he's seen there where it feels extremely cramped, and those shows sell out super quick because it's I just, bought, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's very I mean, small venue, but it seems cool. It, I like it's cool. one of the seventy five thousand uh, hookah lounges uh, <laughs> in in that sort of uh, center city to South Philly uh, strip. It's on one continuous street, obviously, but that whole sort of section i mean philadelphia is not that big of a town uh like especially in that area and it's like but you know what they they have fucking i don't know when have you seen uh i I haven't seen any other hookah lounge where like nick gage threw uh, a fucking connor claxton for glass paint or whatever (laughs) right yeah i haven't seen alley cat go off the balcony of a lot of hookah lounges that's for sure um the, so those are still around then, huh? Because I haven't lived in a big city since 2014, but I remember the like the hookah lounge craze, like like I don't know, maybe 2006, 2007, yeah, where they, I they just it exploded. Is... They were like there, there was one in every corner. It was crazy. Yeah, there's this one street. Um, we went down with some uh, friends for uh, <laughs> hookah row. Just <laughs> yeah, we just had it for uh, for fucking dinner. Uh, last June. And we were in, uh, like, South Street, which is, like, one of – it's, like, the Bohemian. It's, sure. like, the old rep. And it's, like, no, this is just bullshit. This is just the fucking – this is, like, a, if you put a roof over this place, you this is just a mall. Yeah. And this would be no different from, like, the fucking Springfield Mall or whatever. <laughs> also, last week I went to the King of Prussia Mall. I got on a big jag about King of Prussia, uh, the town. Uh, That's a famous big mall, right? It is. Yes. If that It is planned to be the largest mall in the country over uh, even Mall of America. So AEW, I guess, uh, run a show there. Uh, you know, <laughs> Post- you know Postamania. Postamania, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and you're like, this place is, I mean, they have like, you're familiar. You listen to, the, to that. Uh, you remember that Chapo episode where uh, Kristen brings up uh, the Mission Barbecues, right? Uh, not off the top of my head, but it's I, like, I've it's listened to a lot of hours of those guys. A uh, series of barbecues. Okay barbecue joints and like there's one up there and there's like a brazilian steakhouse chain and there's all of this shit and there's like a, a mall adjacent hooters and you're like this is this is utopia where, yeah this is like a hell of a fucking place isn't <laughs> sounds it sounds amazing yeah um there's just like the, the calf calf cafe or the grill or whatever the fuck it's just some like middle eastern you're like all these places and it's like you can just drive down from the lockheed martin campus in your fucking uh like mustang like your sebastian <laughs> fucking gorka and you have your choice <laughs> of all of the finest cuisines in the world it God sounds great it. i love it i, uh, I, I miss places like that I, there's parts of houston that were kind of like you know the the famous old record stores over here. The one that isn't like absolutely shitty, and a, like across from it is like a steakhouse that's been around for fifty years. And it's just like you know fancy like old movie theater, indie movie theater that was half underground. There's if anybody who listens to this is, knows Houston knows exactly the area I'm talking about. Yeah, um, I miss those like weird little spots yeah. in a in a town that's like. You know, seen better days, and a lot of what used to be, you know, the great part of Houston, the great part of Philadelphia, is kind of, you know, never going to reach that glory again. But there's still those little pockets where the consumerism is it's like it's there, it's horrifying, but still, it's got that charm. It's got yeah. that like that that charm of that city. Like what you're describing is extremely. It sounds extremely Philly to me. And it, it, it's so, I mean, that is like the northern edge of like, just like, that is like sort of like the, 
you know, like that's one Philly. And then you have like your other Philly where, you know, which is like you go to Kensington, you know, go to Devon Moortown and uh, Annie Socialville. And <laughs> I don't know, but you can go get like a nice shawarma from uh, the Palestinian owned uh, joint. And uh, I don't know. And then you can go fucking get some uh, go go drink at uh, like a Puerto Rican sports bar where everybody's riding fucking uh, motocross bikes on the street. And it's fucking sick. <laughs> I miss, you know? I miss living in a big city. I do. Yeah. Um, I will say, yeah, you gotta, yeah, you know, when the kids are old enough, like, you know, what, what are your options? Yeah, that's right. Peoria TT. <laughs> take them to go see the motorcycle. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You'll can, be fucking fun. What, tell you. what? There's plenty of options for like little kid entertainment, but yeah, I just, I miss it. I miss things like that. Um, January, 2020. Um, I, I don't really, you know, it's been sort of a hell month, obviously, um, I, Kobe Bryant died in Iran. Um, of course, <laughs> horrifying events happening over there. Yeah. Um, and then I, w- my kids, my wife and myself, we all got hand, foot and mouth disease, um, which resulted in fever for a couple of days for each of us, followed by a week or more of just debilitating sores, like blisters all over our hands and feet. And my wife got them on her face. I had them on my scalp. And you Jesus saw a picture. Christ. I sent you a picture. Yes, I did. It was it was a fucking good. Is the answer to that? It was it was bad. Yeah, <laughs> it looked like it looked fucking bad. Like I I would I I can't even describe it. I've still got. I'm gonna have little scars like on my hands for months before they finally fade. Um, which is part of the reason we didn't do a podcast because I I couldn't. I could I couldn't sit you still. You physically could not fucking podcast. <laughs> so bad it was. What, I mean, you're not going to be like Cal Ripken in this shit, like with fucking. <laughs> I wish. Like, trying to ma- like wiping uh fucking calamine lotion on your shingles and shit. Like fuck that. Like listen, I love the podcast, but I I don't know much of the details limits. about what Cal Ripken did to play, what three thousand something games in a row, right? Wasn't I don't the deal? think he had shingles. I just I just like the idea of <laughs> that's just what you got to play through. He's like completely contagious. And the coach is like, "You're gonna get everybody else sick." He's like, "I don't care. I'm 12 away from the record." <laughs> like, yeah. what? A, what? A, what a man. Um, I, I've been trying to keep up with some 2020 wrestling. Um, I think right now I, my match of the year is fuck some random bullshit from GCW. Um, I I don't have a lot of takes as far as new wrestling or re- wrestling is concerned. I know you're probably still catching up on your 2019 stuff, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. My my hottest take is that um, I don't know who Sean De Two Cents is, um, but he has the job that I should have. Yes, um, just being retarded on commentary. <laughs> Sorry for yes. saying the the R word, uh, well, but he is listen, fr- it's figuratively. It's <laughs> he is, figuratively. He is fucking insane. I could not believe listening to him. I could not believe. Uh, what I was hearing. It what, felt... Yes, you you know, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to say that uh, Brett Lauderdale, Daniel Demano are individuals known for quality control, but what the fuck, man? How so you've heard it I... too. You watched some of that show. I yeah, I've seen it, and I've, I've heard him on other shit, and I've heard like their other. I mean, how is the OG Kevin Gill their their most consistent option? No offense <laughs> to the man behind Backyard Wrestling, the video some game, of the yeah. other treasures. Yes. The Backyard Wrestling video game featuring Messiah, obviously. <laughs> um, but, like, how is he the most... I mean, basically, just 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 have fucking Gage announce every match that yeah. he's not on. Yeah. It seems like the most... Pro- that worked for, for, the, for Backyard Wrestling, the show, for 4th of July. Yeah, he's great. great. He's great. He's fantastic. Um, There's, you know what? Uh, Gage and Tremont did commentary for, I think, the barbed wire match. 
that uh, Janella and David Starr had and beyond. And they were fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Listening to the two of them, like two deathmatch legends, talk about, uh, you know, a match between two guys who aren't super well versed in that kind of, you know, genre of wrestling was fantastic. Um, yeah, I, they got Danny Havoc to come back out of retirement to wrestle in Japan. Why is he not just doing commentary in every show? I know. He was great on commentary. I enjoyed him greatly. Yeah, Him and I Joe Sposto fucking... especially was like a really cool team. Yeah, what the, yeah Joe Sposto, follower of uh, yeah. Touching Blood. Uh, yeah. So, you know, a friend of the account. Uh, Apparently, what, yeah. Well, what the fuck's he doing? What the yeah. fuck, why the fuck isn't he doing this? No offense, Again, no offense to the OG Kevin Gill. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, buddy, you know... How are they paying for his travel? <laughs> this motherfucker's just showing up in, like, Jersey and, like, Freehold or whatever. Yeah. For the backyard wrestling show for showing up in, like, Detroit, I suppose. I'll just Like, you just flying him out? Like, he's just tall. <laughs> How do you even... He has to buy two seats. This, <laughs> yeah. But, like, one of them is... I don't know what... The, the joke is that, you know, fat... He, like, he, extremely fat people have to buy two seats. I'm not going to be fat-phobic. It's just a thing. It's, like, shitty. We love fat um, people. I, we love Ace Romero. You know, we want more <laughs> fat people. Yeah. Fat wrestlers fucking rule. Yeah, I will be tall-phobic, though. Uh, he has to buy two seats. Um, yeah, so yeah. I, I... That's my one big take from, from the year of 2020 wrestling. Um, but something else happened uh, just at yeah. uh, the tail end of January, and it's what brings us here. Yeah. Uh, Justice Payne died. Uh, yes. So Justice Payne is Nick Cage's brother. Um, uh, real name, of course, Christopher Wilson. Christopher Wilson. Um, multiple times CCW World Heavyweight Champion, Tag Team Champion, Iron Man Champion, did it all. Junior uh, Heavyweight Champion. I, I, I wasn't going to say, but I could have assumed. Uh, he, he was a guy I think that... It's all, well, it's only him and Rockus who okay. have the all. So it's... That used to be important, and now two of those titles don't fucking exist. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, the junior heavyweight title was last, I believe, held by Greg Excellence. So, yes. yeah, it's very, uh, very sad. But yeah, it, he he's uh, Nick Gage's brother, of course. Uh, I have not seen that most recent GCW show that happened. I I, I guess the day that he died. Um, it's but from what I understand, Gage cut a a pretty emotional uh, little promo towards the end of the show about you know his feelings. And, and I guess, you know, drug related, whatever, it doesn't really matter. Um, it's not what we're here to talk about. Well, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it, that's what it is. Yeah. It's whatever. Um, it's very sad either way, but Justice Payne, a guy that we have, um, mixed feelings on, right? Yeah. Complicated legacy as a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oftentimes referred to as the Triple H of early CZW, a guy that would constantly be pushed on top as the guy, the ace. Um, and, you know, clearly, like, technically better than most of the people on that roster, better at, like, hitting moves clean, um, you know, building to a finish, but oftentimes seemed like an impossible person to work with, um, would, like, routinely sort of for lack of a better term, bitch out of spots, um, matches that had a lot of sharp objects. He would often try to avoid the sharp objects as much as possible, which, you know, is fine. Just don't be in the match is sort of my argument. Yes. Um, and you know, as a teenager, excuse me, as a teenager, I always thought like, this guy's good. He shouldn't be doing this stuff. Um, but I always did have an appreciation for him. And I always thought, you know, he was a, a sort of a charming, like, you know, a rough around the edges guy as any CZW original would be. Um, but, you know, sort of a charming figure in, in the sense that, you know, Zandig or Lobo is charming. He's one of those guys. 
And uh, yeah, how old? Like 42, something like that? 41, yeah. 41. Um, and yeah, Justice Payne, what, Christopher Wilson, born um, May 16th, 1978. Uh, hometown, of course, National Park, New Jersey. Yeah. Um, you, yes, you, you've and, been there, right? You've Nick been to National Park? We both have confusing uh, birth list places of birth, if you believe <laughs> yeah. Yonkers. Yeah, Yonkers. City. I, I don't know that I do. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, the older brother of Nick Gage. Nick Gage's picture on Wikipedia, he still has hair, which well, that was a weird period for Gage when he like yeah. <laughs> grew the hair out. Um, but yeah, we're here to talk about, uh, we're focusing entirely on uh, 01 to 04 here because weird thing about Nick Gage, or about Justice Payne is that um, as much as he was the focus of the company at times, his best stuff, the stuff that we're most likely to cover is stuff that's sort of highlighting other guys. Um, and I, I think we'll talk about it more, but I think that sort of is one of his strengths is that he was good at, uh, providing, a you know, not a blank canvas, but, you know, a, a a, a template for for guys like we're going to talk about a Jay Briscoe match, a very young Jay Briscoe, um, yes, or you know, um, literally a, a high school Jay yeah, Briscoe, yeah, eighteen years old, or Nick Mondo, who I believe was maybe nineteen or twenty himself. Um, m- matches where you know, if you know, you put Jay Briscoe in there with somebody else, with you know, your I don't even know who, you know, put him in there with Ruckus or even like they would bring in Minoru Fujita a bunch. There's no way Jay Briscoe versus Minoru Fujita would be half as good as what we got with him and Justice Payne, right? Um, Nick Mondo has like a career match with Justice Payne. We're going to talk about it later. Um, He's a guy who almost in spite of his worst tendencies was very capable of elevating other people. Do you think that's fair? We haven't talked about yes. this. Yeah, I think it. I think that's. Fair. I think he he was simultaneous. He wasn't. He was un. He was. I wouldn't say he was selfish as a worker necessarily. I mm. think he get pissy for sure. Oh yeah. But I, he, I, the idea that he wasn't willing to like g- like get and give. Yeah. Like like he would. He take a fucking bump for someone who just. You might, but it, it's just, I don't know. It was just sort of, he'd think twice about it. He'd think, what, what am I going to get out of this bump? And what's the other guy going to get out of this bump, which is like a, an anomaly in that era of CCW where you just took the bump. You didn't think twice about it. And it always seemed like justice pain was like of the mindset that he's only going to take the bump if it's worth it, but he'll take the bump. Like he's, he jumped, he jumps off a lot of high things, you know, he, he also, but you know what? He didn't like getting cut up, which again, I totally understand. <laughs> yes. There's there's a reason he was never in a TOD, which, you know, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he even, like, worked the non-tournament matches on those shows just because, like, there's a lot of glass in the ring still. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, it's 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 sad. It's always sad when we lose somebody young, um, and especially somebody that's so central to, um, you know, I, again, we're not huge Justice Payne fans. But we're huge fans of the era that he was most prominent in, and he was an integral part. And rewatching the, some some of the stuff, I I think um, integral is the right word. I think he is. A, a... He he provides a lot of gravity, which sounds very strange, but <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He 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 has he has like 
I wouldn't say it's what like a star level of charisma, but he has something that other guys don't. Yeah, especially there. Especially in that area. It doesn't fucking seem like you should be part of CZW. Yeah. But he makes it work. So that's the thing, right? As you watch a Justice Pain match, like you watch your first Justice Pain match, and if it's the right Justice Pain match where he's hitting everything clean and his opponent is in the right place and their timing is all on and he doesn't have a shit fit and starts stiffing his opponent. Excuse me. (laughs) Got some coughs happening here. Um, If everything clicks for him, then you would watch that guy and think, oh, Gabe's going to book him next month like we're gonna see spanky and justice pain you know next month we're gonna see danielson uh and justice pain in a three-way with you know uh the black nature voice scoot andrews or whatever like it's gonna happen um and he never but he never did that he like he worked so little at other places you look at his cage match and i'm sure there's some some stuff missing uh a few uh jersey all pro shows um the, there's we're not going to talk about it at length. There's the famous jump to XPW uh, when XPW invaded Philadelphia. Uh, he, I guess, took the money and decided to go to XPW, betrayed CZW, and one of the biggest things that you know of of that era, as far as like internet rumors and just you know the CZW XPW war is something we should probably try to cover at some point, but it would take a lot of research and I don't like doing research. I just like watching yes. matches. And, and there's less footage of it than that's a weird error for XPW. XPW was running a lot of shows yeah, and very fucking few of them are on tape. I think we have like the main two or three that matter from the, from I know the it's, very, it's very strange. It's like, it just, it just doesn't, it doesn't really compute with, and I guess it's a very Rob Black thing to do, isn't it? Considering uh, all of his other business fucking ventures. <laughs> yeah, no, similar similar to that, there's a plenty of porno from 2003 that I used to love, but I can't find it anywhere now. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Uh, it's just the <laughs> same thing. Um, but yeah, 2001 to 2004, and um, we got five matches. We're going to burn through them because you are going – we never got to the point you're going to MLW later tonight, you and Neutral Max, and um, – so you're leaving in about what two? Uh, we, we, yeah, you've got to about two hours, huh? Yeah, uh, we're leaving about just after four forty-five. All right, I got the we got nine ten already planned out via the Google Maps system. Oh yeah, a good system. Google, uh, they're bad company. Good system. <laughs> yeah, they they've got the tech. Um, can't wait to play that Stadia. Um, we're gonna start out uh, in two thousand one. With from Hate Club Dead, Hate Club colon Dead question mark question mark. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a six man tag kind of Justice Pain and the Backseat Boys of Trinacid and Johnny Cashmere versus Nick Mondo, the Wife Beater, and John Zandig. The uh, big deals. The big uh, deals. Yeah, with a Z. This is on, maybe the bloodiest match we've ever covered. Yes, which is from crazy. Bastille Day. Uh, in in sure. and in. I believe this is our, uh, from Smyrna, Delaware. Yes. At yes. the Breakaway Tavern. The same town that we ended our first episode on, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is, just, yeah. What is, where the, is this at? What's the this building? Is the break, this is the Breakaway Tavern, I okay. think. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because the uh, venue was, uh, then they ended up moving to Rack's Bar and Billiards and right. for their uh, Delaware shows. And that's Dover? Uh, I don't fucking remember. I think it might be. I think Rax is Dover's. Dover. Um, I. All right. So basically, this is a six-man tag that almost immediately falls apart um, into a beatdown, a five-on-three beatdown, as uh, 
Nate Hatred and Nick Gage join the fray. And it just, it's, this is barely a match. I do want to say, but it's great. This is one of the first CCW tapes I ever got. And it was like the first time I ever saw a wife beater bleed so much that you couldn't see the actual skin on his yeah. back. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and he doesn't even seem to take that many, like the, we'll talk about wife beater's skin and like, tendency to bleed weirdly <laughs> um uh but it's it's this is a this is some real nightmare shit there's a lot of stuff in this quote-unquote match that could be extremely disturbing to some people um and you know one of the first things that i noticed is first of all the sound system isn't working um no of course not why would it yeah uh john house says zandig's been, tr- been trying to put the kibosh on justice pain for months but justice pain's been outsmarting him every time and then they come out the the, the Baxi boys and justice pain and something i totally forgot about was Kashmir getting the cash queer chance yeah uh, <laughs> just it, it you know classic 2001 um Z bar is running around and before the heels ever even get in the ring, we hear, I think John house says shit app. Um, you know, we're just ticking off boxes early on. Yeah. The files barely begun. Um, is there anything from this like opening this pre-match that stood out to you? Cause it's long. It's long as hell. It's, I don't know. It sets a, it, it sets a tone. I think there's a, you already know that this is going to be, a fuck fest, which is fine. CCW is a, a fuck fest company at yeah. its heart. Uh, the main event of any big show is going to have some bullshit, at, at least in this era. Um, and there's and there's bullshit on top of bullshit by the end of this, which is great, frankly. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean that that pain and backseats uh trio is 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 fantastic. Obviously, yeah. Uh, we we talk about that in uh, the in a DM, just like. I, I just like such a perfect co- a combo of of shitheads. Yeah. Oh, they seem they seem predatory. They seem like like guys that you do not want to hang out with and like leave your fucking drink uncovered at the bar. Like yeah. they are they are some bad bad people. <laughs> and this isn't even Cashmere leaning full in into like his little psycho phase. Like, he was he's... freshly healed here, right? He had yes, been a baby yes. face a couple months earlier. Or, yes, or maybe Asa was... had. Either way, the Baxi boys had just became a team or become a team again right yeah yeah because i i, I want to say turn acid was yeah turn acid and cashmere were feuding just two months before at the best of the best tournament um and obviously the one of the first matches we ever covered on the show on the first episode was cashmere and justice Payne versus jen kasai and, and nick mondo from Uneff and Believable, which is a- and in a match where uh pain and cashmere are effectively the faces yeah, very yeah. confusing match, frankly. Yeah, totally. Um, the the crowd's less reacting to alignment and more reacting to the insanity. Uh, but here, clear heels, absolutely clear heels. Um, Zandig, because this, at, at this point, uh, Pain has turned on Wife Beater for right. That happened around the same time, maybe at the same show, best of the best. Um, and so the 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 hate club is broken up. The the hate club originally being. Uh, Justice Payne and uh, and the wife beater and Nick Mondo has been gaining traction. Uh, Zandig is the boss. You know he's he's always going to be one of the most over people in the company, and he tells the uh, the crowd he <laughs> he says everybody grab your chairs and move about five feet back because this is going to be a hell of a match. 
which everybody does. They immediately listen to him. There's not a single person who's like, oh, fuck that. I don't don't believe you. Like, everybody in that crowd immediately takes three steps back. Like, it's clear that they know what's what's up here. And the dig we trust. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they they really they really understand and are in tune with what he's what he's putting down. Um, and this this little teasing segment, like Payne gets up on the apron, gets in the second rope, and holds up the belt, and then he just gets back down to the floor. Like this this whole segment goes on for a while, but the crowd never gets bored. In fact, they just get more and more aggressive. Just and it's good. It's real good classic chicken shit heel. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm happy with that. That's great. You yeah. know. That, and that that fits the whole. I mean, that fits the three of these guys who combined took about four light two bumps in their entire career. <laughs> I, and all four of those were cashmere. Yeah. Um, yeah. We do finally get started, and uh, it starts out with just sort of uh, you know some bullshit. We end up seeing cashmere out in the floor, smashes the first tubes over Zandig and Beater. Um, and then in the ring, Trinacid manages to fuck up a, D- a tornado DDT not once but twice. Um, and then Cashmere gets a light tube kicked into his balls by the boss. Zandig breaks the rest of it over his head and then stabs him in the mouth. Like clearly, like we get pretty early on, we understand. Okay, Cashmere's the one bumping here. <laughs> like yeah, Cashmere and all of the baby faces. Um, and then it immediately breaks down as Nate Hatred and Nick Gage get in the ring. Uh, Gargiulo says it's a swerve. They swerve the boss, John. Um, Beater gets press slammed over the top to the floor through a glass pane. That's so it's a it's a barbed wire table with yes. two chairs on it with a glass pane across it. And so he goes through. He lands on it. The whole thing collapses, and then the glass only breaks when it hits the floor underneath him. Um, which and when floor we mean uh, ground gravel yes gravel, gravel. Um, there's a really good uh, I think Hurricane Kid or Towel Boy uh, does a dive in the opening match of this of the show where they hit that gravel on like a dive super hard like the other guy doesn't catch him and it's just the it's just the worst it's just the, and nobody nobody in the crowd reacts like half the people haven't even shown up to the show yet and it's just like oh kid. <laughs> What are you doing? Lower, ca- lower County's dirt nap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, it's a good venue. It's a really good venue. Um, yeah, this this becomes not a match pretty quickly. Um, it, any any spots stick out to you as, like... Because there's not, like, a lot of big spots here, either. It's just the baby faces getting light tubes broken over them quickly, you know, and just hard shots and not not fun. Just, like, this is all very gross. <laughs> Um, one of the most important things, um, would, 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 I mean, happens a little later is the five on three uh, attempt to break a uh, pane of glass, <laughs> continuously referred to for years on end, for the record, by Eric Arjulo as a uh, glass plane. <laughs> the glass plane, yeah. Glass plane, a plane of glass. Yeah, why don't um, they make the whole over, um, make the whole plane out of the black box? Yes. <laughs> this is this is the black box. <laughs> yes, oh, oh, uh, on to uh, Sick Nick Mondo and uh, Big Mac Smack, Big Mac Smack, go on girls chat, uh, <laughs> obligatory, uh, happy new year everyone, uh, hope, you, hope your uh, skull surgery goes well, Ashley, you're not listening to this, but still. <laughs> she and having skull it, surgery? She has to have uh, her skull reattached to her body. Okay, that's probably, that's probably a good thing to take care of, I guess. Yes, and um, 
you know, Big Mac's back, of course, accompanying a wife beater, his uh, his brother in law. Brother in law, yeah, of course. And uh who and it's it it it, it, it takes about seven attempts for them to break the glass pane I, before I don't they give they, up. Yeah, they never they never they break, it. break it. So yeah, here's the thing, right? There's there's precedent for this because earlier on they put Zandig in a tree of woe. Um, Payne swings some like extra long light tubes into his midsection and swings them hard, which would be a recurring theme with Justice Payne during the show. He swings shit really hard. Um, then Gage and Hatred set up a pane of glass in front of the upside down Zandig. Kashmir swings his signature baseball bat through the glass, shatters it into his stomach. Great, great clip. Fantastic. Yes. Um, there's a slow motion replay after the match that's fucking beautiful. It's some real, like it's some real Sam Peckinpah shit. It's fantastic. Um, Payne hits like a, a incredible belly to belly overhead suplex on Zandig, which is like super shocking because Zandig probably didn't even jump. Um, yeah. <laughs> they, so so we we've seen <clears throat> we have seen two panes of glass get broken by this point, right? Uh, the, yeah. the one on the outside where Beater lands on it and it doesn't break until he hits the gravel should have been an indication that something was up with this glass. Um, <clears throat> it's it's really something else because. Um, they do, they bring Max Mack in the ring, set him and Mondo on their knees, and they prop that pane of glass up against them. And it starts out with Trent going for a Yakuza kick, right? Yes. Bounces off. <laughs> yeah, he goes for another one, and again, nothing. Then the third time, him and Payne try together. <laughs> um, and they, so they're just <laughs> knocking this, like, glass, like, windscreen or whatever, um, Again, and it's hitting like really hard against Max Mack and, and Nick Mondo's shoulders and bouncing off their heads slightly. And just they're just having to sit there and like you see their faces. They're just like, how long are we supposed to sit what here? The fuck is this shit? <laughs> yes, yes. It's yeah. Funny. Uh, then nature innate hatred does like the most uncoordinated running kick. Uh, you know, doesn't break. It's not going to break. Guys, just give up. He grabs Kashmir's fucking Louisville slugger. And tries to shatter it that way, and the bat fucking breaks at the handle. <laughs> and he doesn't—he doesn't immediately notice it. He like—he like winds back for another swing, and then he's like, "Oh, I have just the handle in my hand." <laughs> Insane. Um, and then you see Justice Pay, and he just yells, "Fuck!" <laughs> and then he tries one more time, and, he, and then they finally give up. I had it—I had it at six tries, uh, but we do get a seventh try. <laughs> Uh, because Gage sets up the the unbreakable pane of glass across the the two chairs and goes for a brainbuster on Zandig through it, um, it just falls over. Uh, but Gage doesn't care because he he just sits up and he just lets out this like insane long sustained yeah war cry. Yeah. Uh, um. There's some obviously this is uh, Eric Arjulo and uh, John House on commentary for every um, match. You know what match. was it? Yes, lovely. Uh, did you uh, hear the uh, line of the match from uh, Gargiulo to House? And mm, I don't, I don't know. I don't have any. Uh, oh, I, I, after the match, I have one. Uh, who would have thought it, John? That's not it, though, huh? No. All right, uh, tell me. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna get my Gargiulo voice on. <laughs> Let's get Connor on. <laughs> you wouldn't support this if they were Hebrew, would you, John? And I said, <laughs> which it, it's something to that effect. I may, have, but it's. The Hebrew part, insane, mm. completely insane, and the house goes. No, you know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't, Eric. I wouldn't. And the hitman is Jewish. Yeah. Okay. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that. That's fine. But also, <laughs> he he 
Eric Gurdjula is a maniac. We know this, but that was one of the most insane things I've ever heard him say. He is such a dirty, so much ground. shitty old wop. He is the fucking worst. It's so good. <laughs> shouts out to the Camel Clutch blog. Um, shouts, uh, shouts out to Connor and Eva, um, the, the only people who uh, actually read that thing <laughs> and only as yeah. a joke. Uh, yeah, it, this this whole thing. You see Beater on the floor, uh, and he's got like a perfect line of thumbtacks in his back. And I, oh, I know that's insane. insane this beat. this is I've talked about. I've offhand mentioned this on the show before. This is the match where, and if you go back and watch, you'll see Kashmir breaks a light tube over him at one point, and it just leaves glass dangling on his back. And what it was is it was it was like a perfect line of thumbtacks, like uh, glued. You know, at length across the by, entire by light one tube. Of, by, by someone who clearly bleeds black and yellow. Yes, by by a a, a Delawarean for sure. Um, don't know if that's what you call him, but that's what I call him. Um, a, a Smyrnite. Yeah, scum fuck Smyrnite. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it, it's this perfect line of thumbtacks, and it's such a weird weird clip. If you watch it, I think there's maybe a slow motion replay of this too, um, because the the glass shatters, right? But the glass that was directly glued to each tack, which are now embedded in wife beater's back, just sort of hangs. And it's one of the weirdest sights you'll ever see in one of these matches. It's really cool. Um, I guess cool is the word. I don't know if that's the word to use. It's cool. Fuck it's, it is cool. Concept conceptually. Uh, cool life as shit. Here to take a life tube to the back. Yeah. Um, and then Nate hatred and Nick gauge turn. On just painting in the backseat boys. Yeah, yeah. They swerved him, John. They swerved him, John. <laughs> yeah. Uh so this is great. Uh yeah, Gage hits his brother Justice Payne with the choke breaker, hatred double clotheslines, Cashmere and Trent. And then Trent's like recovering, and Nick Gage grabs a light tube and hits Trent Acid over the head with it. And clearly Trent had not agreed to this, had no idea it was coming. Um I don't I, I might be wrong. I don't remember Trinacid ever doing glass in any other match. <laughs> I mean, he there might he might like uh, incidentally end up on in glass on at KJ Five. Sure, Death but, sure. You know, yeah, he was not a deathmatch guy. No. Yeah, but, there's very little glass. Actually, there's love, very love little glass in KJ Death Five. I, I think that's that's a you know very thumbtack heavy match. I don't think there's much glass in that one. Um, yeah, I. It, he like you can tell by his body language that he like tries to run away from the shot itself, and then he's like shaking his hair out like he's never experienced this before, uh, which again is fair because apparently, um, if Josh Bishop is to be believed, uh, a well placed light tube shot can slice some of your hair off, which I never even yes. considered, <laughs> but makes sense. Um, yeah, it, it, ironically, the same guy. <laughs> uh, what eight, seven eighteen years difference. Uh, in in the timeline this i I i'd like to think that nick gage wouldn't break a light tube over somebody's head if they weren't expecting it now um i think he's more of a pro now right yes yeah you know he's he's an established veteran uh you know this is a contemporary of his yeah and so this this does kind of fall apart um people start leaving and uh in in the in the entrance way uh nate hatred starts screeching about how uh so i did my nate hatred voice on the third episode um, yes but it's like this like he gets like mad and he gets kind of high-pitched and he's like we're the new hate club uh, 
<laughs> and uh, so they get run out by Zandig. Uh, and then Eric says, Nick Gage and Nate Hatred are the new hate club. Who would have thought it, John? And then John replies, who would have thunk it? <laughs> Which is <laughs> it's just like trying to... I, he saw a thunk on the internet like a couple days ago. And he's like, this is funny. Um, then Payne, Justice Payne calls Beater back out. Says he's been running from him all day. The actual central feud here is Justice Payne versus the wife Beater. The breakup of the hate club. But it sort of fell by the wayside in all this chaos. Um, yes. The show was originally titled Hate Club is Dead. Yeah. And then it became Hate Club Dead. Dead, yeah. Because, yeah. the question mark. Yeah. The question mark uh, is super funny. Um, he hits. I do want to shout out right quick. Justice Payne hits wife beater whose back is demolished it looks like um i don't i don't even it's like coagulated right so it's it's like he's just got blood all over his back you cannot see his actual like the color of his flesh any longer it is like a god it's like red clouds it's like this weird bumpy lumpy just mess of of blood and it's really gross if i'm I'm like i was thinking i might try to use that for the gift but i think i don't I, I don't think i can post it i don't think i can post something that gross yeah we're on a i mean we're we're you know we're we're being fucking we're trying to be discreet now we're fucking, <laughs> i think we're I safe i think at this think point we're, we're safe, safe yeah but at the same time that shit is gross yeah you know? i don't want to make anybody I, look at that, that. I don't want people to have to let, like think twice on retweeting. Yeah, and uh, you know, and I, I think people should. I think you should consent to like looking at something like that. I think it's only fair. Um, so keep that in mind if you decide to watch that. Link in the show notes, of course. Um, he he gets German suplexed in the ring, full of glass, um, by Justice Payne. Justice Payne, who has not taken a bump, not been hit with anything, um, definitely not bleeding. You see when they get run out. Uh, <laughs> he is covered just chest neck yeah it's in his mouth it's all over his face in the wife beater's blood and it's just so funny why would you just don't do a german suplex do do the belly to belly do any other move <laughs> like, yeah. unless you like really want to touch that blood <laughs> like what yeah. are you doing um and then zandig starts so this is this is sort of the the and uh if we're gonna have some some little uh some <laughs> some language here um this is the central part of this match to me personally uh where zandig is in the ring and of course the pa system is broken so nobody they're trying to like cut a post-match you know angle promo here with no microphone and if anybody can do that it's obviously it's zandig zandig starts yelling he goes what is this what is this? And so he's like, he looks at the camera and he's looking at the cameraman because the cameraman is focused on him. And he's like trying to get the cameraman to turn to like point the camera at Nate hatred and Nick Gage because they're trying to do an angle here, but the cameraman is not getting the hint. So he's just like, he's like sort of nudging him with his head. (laughs) And then (laughs) he finally turns, um, you know, Mike Burns or whoever. And, uh, Dewey, Dewey Donovan, the Dew, Discount Dewey, um, is doing his, like, sinister minister voice, and he's, like, doing this, like, whisper yell, saying that they're the new hate club, but, like, hardly anyone can hear that, so then... The new hate club! Yeah, so Nick Gage then yells, because he, Nick Gage is a very smart person, he understands (laughs) when, you know, things aren't going quite to plan, Nick Gage yells, and I quote... You fucking fags! We are the new hate club! Yeah! Woo! <laughs> um, and then I think at some point Nate yells at Zandig, uh, Nate Hatred does, and tells him to uh, go home and fuck your little pussy. 
Go home and fuck your little pussy. And then someone in the... I, I can't do my Nate. Go home and fuck your little pussy. His Nate, the Nate is so bad. Uh, his, his accent is insane. And someone in the crowd goes, What? You hear an audible, like... Like, like a shrug of the shoulders, which is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. All great. All wonderful. Go home and um, fuck your little pussy. <laughs> oh, my fuck your little pussy. Uh, uh, yeah, it's great. This whole thing is fantastic. Then it's like post-match Z-Bar. Z-Bar is like the fourth member of the big deals, kind of. He's yes, like... He's the, he's, the, he's the mascot. Yeah, he's been hiding under the ring the entire time. And so... Yes, uh, famously bimbified by Big Mac Smack uh, <laughs> and Just In Case. Yeah. Uh, on if Unbelievable. Right, you know? of course. And and uh, here, uh, they continue that, uh, you know, <laughs> that actual, like, ongoing storyline uh, because Max Mac gives him a big spanking, but not until uh, they the the dig gives him the seven twenty lariat, um, <laughs> which of course is a spinning lariat where he spins twice before hitting it. Um, and Mondo hits him with light tubes, like just completely unwilling. It seems like none of this was planned. I always feel bad for Z Bar, um, like really bad for Z Bar. <laughs> yeah. And he's supposed but, to be their friend, right? But I know, but but he but he didn't come to their aid. But it's also Z Bar. What he's yeah. gonna get his ass whipped? I yeah, mean, yeah. Max Mack didn't do shit. I mean, we should do. Started... We should find a Z Bar match to actually talk about because Z Bar well, was like pretty good. Well, here's the thing. After this, I mean, the Hate Club will eventually come out and beat the, the, the <laughs> yeah, shit out of Z Bar. But still getting you know, his ass kicked. Get the, the, the cherry on top of this all of this fuck fest. One and only Nick Burke. Yeah, Nick Burke comes out. Comes I guess out. the softcore connection was a thing the already. Softcore connection formation. Yeah. Uh, Nick Burke for people who don't know. Because it was Nick Burke and High Street. Yeah, right. Uh, who I'm still not convinced is a real person. Uh, and, <laughs> remember the fake High Street? Is, yes, yes. <laughs> but Z Bar and uh, Nicky Benz, Nick Burke is, of course, the uh, you know the classic, uh, the you know, the canon, the canonical softcore yeah. connection. And, you know, great tag team, really. Like, uh, what a healthy tag team division in 01, 02. The, you know, Eddie Valentine and John Dahmer and the Rochies, Danny Rose and, and Adam Flash, Chris Cash and GQ, Backseats, Hate Club. Just, like, real healthy. Briscoes, SAT, of course. The Midnight Divine Outlaws. Storm. Yeah, those guys actually, so those guys were pretty much out by the time I started watching. But, yeah, you go back to 2001, that is, you know, that is a fucking good like, you know, yeah, both versions of the Hate Club. You got uh, Zandig and Mondo are teaming up. Uh, j- just an incredible... Mondo and Beater. Yeah. And on top of that. Yeah, you know, ca- Cashmere and Pain. Like, there's there's lots of different uh, combinations of, of the, you know, the face and heel sort of factions here. And just fantastic. But Nick Burke, just to this day, I still think he is like one of the most unsung. I think he is the, the most CZW guy of all time. Who isn't a, who isn't a, you didn't like nearly die in the ring. Yeah. From blood loss. Sure. I could see to that. Me, he defines CZW in its own weird way. Like what CZW is all about in the, in its heart of hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like just, complete trash that has like hidden, uh, technical ability, um, devotion to doing whatever the boss needs you to do. But also like, you know, showing out like on your own sort of merits and and looking good, like Nick Burke could have worked. having a weird charisma, being yeah, being a funny presence, yeah, just about. being sleazy, fucking yeah, Delaware County shit. Like he is, he is cool. I don't know where he's from, but he is, he definitely has the the right vibe. Um, so yeah, maybe Nick Burke. Maybe we get some 
and do some Nick Burke, and maybe we'll just do a whole episode on the softcore connection when we. Why the hell not? After you know? we've done five years and we've covered every death match that's ever happened. Um, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, what, we go. We we go through every uh, Switchblade conspiracy match. Finally, you yeah. know, that day, that dreaded day. God, we we, we uncancel Rory Mondo. Uh, yeah. watch those matches. Yeah, and and then eventually we'll get to Rick Blade. Um, yeah. I, God bless him. I was there the night that Rick Blade returned to the combat zone. I don't know Hell if you yeah. know that. Um, um, I, uh, <laughs> love, love Rick Blade, but um, Rick Blade. Uh, you know, we we've said before. You know, there's lots to unpack when you get to Masada. There's a lot more to unpack when you is there. Play. So I don't know. I I don't want you to tell no, me. No, we'll I don't save mean it. he's complicated. I just okay. mean like he's just weird to watch. Okay, like, I, I don't thought, fucking know. I wasn't like, sure he's if not there problematic. Was some... He's not. He's not okay. as far as I know. We should find out. <laughs> yeah. In- investigative journalism is what we're all about here. Uh, there's a great post match promo. Um, the, you know, and Zandig actually tries to yell another promo since the mic doesn't work, and it's full promoter shill, just shouting about how it's... the people sitting at home will never see this on TV and to get their asses to the show. Is... Like, yeah, it's, it's great. This whole thing is. But great. then, I mean, then we get uh, a real funny promo with the three heels, uh, yeah. a good hate club promo, and then the iconic Zandig promo with see, I didn't, Robbie I, Marino. I just, oh, is this the one with Jesus? Jesus. Oh shit! I didn't. I didn't You're watch gonna... it. You're gonna die. You're, That's great. You're all gonna die. That's great. It's, see, this is this is such. So this Zandig, is like Zandig truly is like a Barbara Hershey level, you know, drama, <laughs> drama queen. Man, I love the guy. Barbara Hershey. Yeah. All right. Um, or John John Siegel. Yeah. 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 Um, no, this is. I didn't realize that that promo was on this show too. This is this is like, uh, you know, canonical like uh, touchstone of what CCW would be for like the next 18 months. I uh, believe this is the launch of, this might be the launch of uh, fake UTV because that comes up often too. So yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's talked about a lot in the next match too. Um, there's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's not really a match. There's no finish, but it's utter chaos. It's just like a big long angle designed to set the table for allegiances that would last up through, you know, uh, I, I guess early 2003, probably with yeah. the high five coming in and, and, you know, sort of moving into the next, next phase of this, of this thing. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty fantastic. And if you like just blood, if you're into blood, <laughs> I couldn't recommend it more. Um, it's not a match. I do want to say again, this is not a match, <laughs> but it's yes. great. It's great. Um, but here's next, a match. Next up is a damn match. And, it, and I'm going to say, this isn't a good match, but this is a great match. It's very, it, it's a charming match. <laughs> oh boy! All right, from, go ahead. Um, from our first first time champs. at the Champ Soccer Arena in, in Sewell, New Jersey, uh, November. No, November. I'm fucking stupid. September uh, September eighth, two thousand one, for the CZW World Heavyweight Championship. We have. <laughs> Uh, your champion Justice Payne versus the, your challenger, a seventeen-year-old, I believe, <laughs> Jay Briska. Man, uh, accompanied uh, to the ring by a sixteen-year-old <laughs> Mark, Briscoe. a ten-year-old Mark Briscoe. Um, it's funny the name of the show is September Slam, but you still said the wrong month. <laughs> I I am literally looking at September on our uh, outlines. Uh, there's not a November match, no. <laughs> I, I I'm, I'm gonna do the next one, all right? Because you'll say Cage of Death 13 or something. <laughs> Cage of Death 37. <laughs> um, 
Eric says, it's about time the Briscoes stop getting screwed around here and start doing some of the screwing. So there, you, there's that. Um, just that as... might be white slavery on Eric's <laughs> part, because these two are minors. But you know, okay, yeah. You know, don't, don't, you know, Eric taking them in the car up to Philly uh, and getting arrested, getting sent off by the feds, doesn't seem unlikely, does it? I mean, he's crossing state lines. It gets a little, little. <laughs> a little bit complicated. Um, Justice Payne comes out to "I Don't Know Anything" by Mad Season. His, of course, <laughs> so good. Yeah, it's uh, it's his music. It's the music that he, you know, I think as a singles wrestler at least, always used. Um, we didn't get to hear it last match because the PA system was broken. Um, didn't and, get to hear anything. No. Yeah, yeah. So many good themes we did not get to hear. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Um, a running meme on CZW fans in 2002. Anytime there would be a thread that was just like, uh, what's this, what's, what's Jimmy Rave's music or, you know, whatever. Um, any kind of what song did this wrestler use as his entrance theme sort of question. You could be absolutely sure that the first reply would be someone saying, I don't know anything by mad season. It's not like a smart bit, but it was consistent. And I never saw a single thread about theme music where it wasn't the first thing somebody said. Um, I don't know anything about that season. And it's uh, it's an iconic song. It's not a good song, but it is a great song. Uh, it's kind of a great song. I don't know. I, I have I I think the first stage of adulthood is realizing that Alice in Chains are good. And this huh. is an Alice in Chains ripoff band, so you know this What's is pretty Lane? Good. It's Lane Staley, right? Yeah, Lane Staley. And uh Lane Staley. Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh snaky good. Uh Alice in Chains is snaky. Um <laughs> Was <laughs> it's uh it, all right? So it's Lane Staley. It's uh one of the guys from the this fucking Screaming Trees or whatever. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and then what's his name from Pearl Jam? The guitarist. I. Uh, yeah. yeah doesn't matter. Some yeah yeah. Uh, somebody knows. Somebody somebody is bound to care about that. Um, I I think it's sort of. <laughs> please stop. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Right, right. I can't. I can't think. <laughs> I don't know anything. Um, yeah, this this match is a mess. It is, but it is great. Like it is fantastic. It um, kicks a lot of ass. Yeah. I mean, here's the whole thing about pain. Um, and this is sort of something that people like low key, amazing red, Brian Danielson, Paul London, uh, Brian Kendrick, so on, sort of gave a lie to. Um, if you only have like two years of wrestling experience. You're not supposed to be good. Right. Of course. You're not supposed to be fucking good if you're like a 24 year old dipshit and um, you've only been wrestling for two years. And you're addicted to HGH. Supposed- like- yeah, you're definitely not supposed to be good if you're uh, a 17 year old dipshit who's been wrestling for like, I don't know, 16 months. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's shocking <laughs> like, that this match is even watchable. <laughs> yeah. It's, and it, it kicks a lot of ass. It feels like. I don't know. It feels important. It feels like an important match. It yeah. feels something that I don't know. While not as good as like like the like the uh, the fucking Danielson key series by any stretch. It's like this is not like something to be ashamed of. It's yeah, this is this is a this is a mess. This is like the messy version of a great indie main event. Um, it's but that's what is CZW, but a yeah. Messy per- it's, I mean, you John know what Zandig, you're getting here. You know what you're coming for. Lives for drama. Yeah, like you, you know, like what's what the deal is here. Um, 
the, there's a ton of like big spots here. Uh, I do want to say like this is this is where I was like really okay. Payne has some like really fantastic fundamentals. He's got like a great lariat, some really nice punches. He throws his chops and really follows through with every one of them. Um, but then you know there's a lot of dumb shit like uh, what he, he does a a big vaulting leg drop over the top. Um, like Mark is hanging. Uh, like feet in the ring, head on the apron, uh, like you know, like the Undertaker sort of leg drop that he does in the apron. Yeah. Uh, Justice Payne does it vaulting over the top and just eats shit on the floor. He makes contact, like he hits the leg drop, but he just like right in the floor. Um, and then like you know, Mark uh, Jay Briscoe hits a tombstone like three minutes into the match. Uh, Gargiulo says some companies won't even let you do that move. <laughs> Um, and then in classic pro wrestling structure, of course, he follows that tombstone up with an arm drag and a very basic arm bar. <laughs> uh, but man, there is this, there's this, uh, like back and forth sequence, like, you know, high speed, you know, uh, uh, Blake Christian and, and, uh, Alex Zane sort of fancy shit, you know, reversal of a reversal of a reversal, so on and so forth sequence that yeah. ends in a Kung Fu standoff, which is so funny and bad. Uh, it's so fucking silly. It's super it sloppy kick, and slow. But it kicks ass. I mean, it's great. Well, so it, what? What is? What is indie wrestling without ambition? You know? Yeah, they they do the thing where you know, like at the end of it, they sort of like both stand up and like do like a whole, and then they stop, and then the crowd does you know applause, which is uh, pro wrestling, of course. You've seen yeah. it. You've all heard of it. You know what it's about. Um, but when they do it. Uh, Justice Payne's got his back to the camera, but you see Jay Briscoe stand up and like, he's like, it's like, he's like calculating in his head. Okay. What's next? Am I supposed to drop down or duck? And then he realizes, Oh, we did all the stuff. And then he just sort of like slowly raises his arms into like a, uh, <laughs> like a boxer guarding his face and yeah. they stop and the crowd like goes nuts. And I couldn't believe it. I couldn't like, I can't imagine liking this at the time, but especially not now. <laughs> Um, but, you know. I mean, as a nine-year-old, I was an idiot. So. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, ah, what? No, prodigy. That's what they always said about you. Yeah, um, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, there is an actually like nutty spot uh, around halfway through this match that is built to extremely well, uh, where after multiple reversals, uh, Payne ends up on the apron. Jay ends up back towards him, back against the ropes. And Payne grabs like a high dragon sleeper and does the like curtain call, like Ultima Guerrero inverted suplex. Yeah. Pulling him over the top rope and they both just fall backwards off the apron into like a bridge of chairs on the floor. Um, and it's like a hard but clean landing. And the chairs don't buckle either. This is like they just hit the chairs and it's just a smack. And it's it's fantastic. It's like one of the coolest like individual spots in any of these matches. Um then they, they brawl in the crowd a bit. Uh, Payne gets mad and throws a chair like across the building at nothing in particular. Um, <laughs> Which is cool. Being unprofessional, we are for it. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah, fuck these. I mean, fuck these Jersey mutants, you know? Yeah. We're, I mean, that's just the truth. Um, <laughs> Payne climbs up over uh, John House. Yeah. He steps over John House to get to the uh, to the hard camera. And Eric, we've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> Uh, there's just someone in the crowd who at this point yells, John House should have been a blowjob, which was an insult that is so esoteric and old school that I like mentioned it to my wife and she had to explain it to me. 
No, I mean, I knew what it meant, but it took me like a five second thing. So it's it's like, uh, you know, you should have been swallowed or whatever. Your mother should have swallowed you. You don't waste the sperm a lot anymore, really. Yeah. I don't know, which I guess that's for the better, but. eh. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. Classic insult. No, sperm is a dime a dozen, man. Like, it doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. It's cheap these days. Um, if, I mean, if House House Senior had uh, a couple trillion little houses in him, little yeah. hitmates. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I do want to say uh, tomorrow is the one year anniversary of me getting my uh, fucking nuts chopped off. So, hell yeah, um, yeah. If Groundhog Day, remember? Yeah, uh, Groundhog nuts. Yeah, yeah, Groundhog nuts. Ground Ground Nut Day. No, they didn't grind them. Yeah, tomorrow <laughs> uh, your your balls will see their shadow. Oh God. Okay, man. I hope not because they still hurt sometimes. Uh, uh, Jay um, goes for a flying Rana off the little hard cam scaffold right behind him. It's like five feet off the ground, but Payne doesn't protect him at all. On the, like, so when you do a Rana off of like a you know you jump and you dive legs first, and the guy yeah. kind of catches you, you know, and he could just power bomb you. But what he's supposed to do is catch you and sort of swing you around, make sure that your head clears the ground and that you flip over. That's the safe way to do it. That's the lucha way. It doesn't seem that hard for like trained professionals. But again, uh, Justice Payne was trained by uh, John Zandig and has 30 months of experience, maybe. And so Briscoe basically just gets powerbombed in the back of his neck on the floor. Uh, the the Rana still happens. Like, Payne still bumps over for it. But it's like, it sucks, man. It looked bad for him. Um, th- there's like a... There's a lot of stuff in early CZW that kind of looks like this, where it's like, okay, technically that hit. Yeah. But like... It looks like it hurt more for the guy doing it. You know, it's 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 the it's a passion that counts. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely. Um, uh, Robbie Marino hits the floor and um, yeah, uh, what... gets thrown onto Robbie Marino and does punch Robbie Marino while he's on the ground, which I approve of. It might not have been a shoot. It might have been. It might have been a work. You know, just pain. You would have worked that in, but it might have also been just pain. Just signed yeah. punch Robbie Marino, which. I also support so, <laughs> a thing that happens. Yes. We get a Hiromu style sunset flip con hello sort of thing. Uh, Jay flipping over the top, power bombing justice pain through another chair pyramid thing that was set up. I think it was the same one. It was the same one. And I guess someone, I guess like wax and Mark, uh, yeah. like set it back up a little more or something. I don't know. Yeah. That's good of them. Um, uh, so yeah, back in Jay hits like a flying DDT off the top. Um, and then Payne hits his elevated double hook DDT. It just destroys Jay. Um, you know, like, uh, sort of like the, the Prince Devitt bloody Sunday move, but like way yeah. better. Um, yes, it is better. Objectively. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, and then, so here's the sort of the, uh, the climax of this match is really, truly incredible as Jay sets up, um, a, a table, uh, across the top rope or no pain sets up the table across the top rope on like in the corner. Um, and then another one in the ring in the center of the ring. And so they've created a kind of platform for both of them to stand on so they can do an elaborate move off of it into the ring through the table. Um, and Eric says that he's taken a page out of the, the book of Zandig, <laughs> the, the book of Zandig sounds, uh, pretty good. And, uh, so they go up there and Jay goes for the, the, uh, the Jay driller, which is, you know, one of my favorite moves of all time. And uh, <laughs> it's really something. He uh, he reverses it, Payne reverses it. They end up sort of, I don't know, three feet facing each other, three feet away from each other. And 
the table suddenly (laughs) gives away. It cracks in the middle, and basically what you've got is Justice Payne leaning backwards over the floor on the top rope, you know, like a good 10 feet off the ground. Um, And Jay has to sort of just grab him by the wrist. It's kind kind of like the end of Die Hard. Yeah, which is uh, you know you know the famous Christmas movie Die Hard. Um, he's got him and just he pulls him up, you know, because he's a he's a he's a good guy. Um, and they somehow managed to set up the the actual spot they had planned, kind of. Yeah, uh, extremely uh, <laughs> emphasis on the kind of. <laughs> yeah, uh, pain gives him the pain thriller, which is like a it's kind of like an angle slam, but with like a weird wrist clutch, but also it would be different every time. There was no, it will be. Yeah. So it would just be just pain's going to drop you on, on your, on the back of your head yeah. neck, and uh, hopefully you'll land well. Yeah. Sometimes it was like a death Valley driver or a Samoan drop. Other times it was something far more elaborate, which this one is um, because he, he does this wrist clutch sort of, I don't know, three quarter turn exploder type of move um, off the top through the table but not 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 through the table because they overshoot the table and they both land on their heads <laughs> it's and i think this will probably this probably got to be our gif right because this is so fucking dumb um and it's 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 his signature move of course it's insane they they overshoot the table pain actually hits his like lower back on the edge of the table which sort of so jay briscoe is going to land on his head either way right um, yeah. there, there's no version of this that doesn't end in Jay Briscoe landing on his neck. But in theory, Justice Payne would have had a nice, you know, back first landing. And he does land back first on the edge of that table, which just sort of like flings his feet fucking over and he lands right in his head too. It's just, it's a real choice, dumb shit. It's, <laughs> I, I really, I, I watched that like three or four times. And that, that was one where I was like, Hey, you got to see this. And I was like trying to get my wife to, <laughs> She's like, what am I looking at? And I was like, well, first of all, watch this table break while they're standing on it. And she's like, oh, that's pretty good. Like, she she appreciated that. Um, just a, a fantastic spot. And one you would see in, uh, like, music videos for CDW for years, uh, both fan-made and in-house. So, um, yes, th- this, this match is great. Um, a lot of stuff goes wrong, though, you know? Um, we have a ref bump. Uh, at some point, Eric calls Justice Payne. Uh, he says, "The Predator, Justice Payne." Um, which settle had, down, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I don't, I don't know if people said Predator back then or Predatorial. I don't know if that was really a word that was commonly used in the way it is now. But also, uh, Eric yells at uh, Jay Briscoe for being inexperienced for doing things while that after uh, Brian Logan, uh, who is the ref here, uh, has just taken a bump and is incapacitated. Um, huh. buddy, but I think that you, you, you're not following the story of this match, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, um, that's classic gorilla monsoonism shit, um, where you're just, like, ignoring the canon of what's going on and making your own sort of story. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ref gets bumped, Jay hits the Jay Driller, it looks just as good here as any other you've ever seen, one of the, one of the coolest moves ever, um. And then Jay realizes they've got a free table that's in the middle of the ring that didn't get used since they fucked up the last spot. And um, so I, I thought that, and I thought, well, maybe they're adapting this one for the spot they have in mind since the one on the top turnbuckle broke. Like, it's like, this is like, 
<laughs> this is a really interesting thing because they accidentally broke one table and then they didn't break the table they meant to break. So in theory, like if they would have broke both tables, maybe they're fucking up a spot for later, right? Because they, they know they've got another table spot planned, right? Yes, they are, they are equal on the ledger of yeah. kids. Yeah, they, they totally broke even. And I, when I thought that, I was like, shit, maybe Justice Payne meant to overshoot on the top rope th- pain thriller because he knew they would need that table for another spot. <laughs> maybe he's a genius. I don't, I don't think Justice Payne was a genius, I do want to say. Um, but he was good at dropping people in their heads for sure. Um, they, so they set it up in the corner, uh, and Jay gets whipped into the table and he goes for a, uh, an attempted sort of Jody Fleisch wall run backflip. Um, <laughs> and similar to Jody Fleisch at best of the best two, when he faced Ruckus, uh, or actually similar to Ruckus when he faced Jody Fleisch, um, Ruckus put his foot through the wall and landed on his head. Uh, this time the table just breaks in half and Jay lands right on the top of his head. Um, it, it's so funny. It's so funny that they had two table spots in this match and both of them resulted in accidentally broken tables. Uh, Someone was doing a real good job cutting those tables. You know, say what you will about Hurricane Kids, Hellboy. They knew how to cut a table. I wondered, yeah. I, I always wonder about like uh, gimmicking tables because in, in theory you shouldn't have to do it if you just buy them cheap enough. Um, yes, but yeah, this, I think this is the principle. This is part of the one of the other principles behind uh, using doors. Like, yeah, this things just break. Yeah, they're great. They're mostly they just break. The move to doors has been good for everyone. Um, yeah, so he lands on his head and gets picked up for the, the finish. Is another is like probably the sickest pain thriller that I can ever remember seeing. Uh, just a another you get another neck bump. Uh, it it just after landing on your head trying to do that wall run and just it's just like oh okay here you go kid <laughs> like yeah um it's 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 a great finish um it's Jay Briscoe obviously is probably one of the best wrestlers in the world he's in Ring of Honor now and so we don't actually get to see that he is that but Jay Briscoe has always been fantastic and you can yes. see even from this age um just great fantastic at uh like planning spots doing like weird shit but just has like a really cool like array of offense and looks looks scary he looked scary even as a kid like he looked like a fucking killer um and this is probably his first i mean besides the match with mark uh mark briscoe had best of the best one uh what four months earlier yeah this was him like really proving himself and it's it's great. It's this match is a fucking mess, and you couldn't call it a good match, but it is a great match. Yeah, um, that that's all that matters. Yeah, Eric yells in commentary that Jay Briscoe is a prodigy. Um, if you compare him to a baby, he just ate his first solid meal before taking his first step, which uh, is actually the natural progression for the majority of children. <laughs> Most of them actually do eat a solid meal uh, before they they take their first steps, but you know. Go I'm off. glad Eric doesn't know much about childhood. Yeah, to be yeah, honest. totally. Um, and Payne puts Jay over real big on the mic afterwards, um, which is especially like interesting considering he was rarely one to do something like that. Uh, a, a little moment of sincerity from Justice Payne goes a long way. Um, yeah, this match is—I'll uh, say it one more time—not good, but great. 
a ton of shit went wrong. They always found a way to move it into the next thing well enough. Um, even that, that, that finish, you know, you could chalk it up to, oh, he, he shouldn't have tried this. He doesn't have experience. He shouldn't have tried that. He should have thought about it before he did that and landed in his head. And that cost him the match, you know, like the, the, the match is brutal, funny, like extremely of its time. And a, and a really great encapsulation of like everything that's both good and bad about justice pain is the ace of this company. Um, I, I thought it was fantastic. I had so much fun watching this. Kicked a lot of ass. Oh man. I, fucked up all right i fucked up my microphone there for a second you there yeah i'm here all right all right um anything more to say about champs uh soccer arena uh it's it's wonderfully shitty building all of the i always love like the like the caging just around like there's just so many weird spots that like in the building itself that to exploit uh i love that like about like that's perfect for a CZW. They would use like, that a lot. They would use that that the, there's like chain link against the wall that would sort of separate the the where the kids would play soccer from I guess where the parents would stay, right? Yeah. Um, and it calls to mind the much later CZW venue, the Flyer Skate Zone, where they had like the boards, they had like the you know the the plexiglass barricade, um, and w- would almost never get used. But um, I like you know cool weird like rec centers and and shitty sports uh training facilities as a as a venue we don't see that enough yeah not everything should be some uh 700 year old fucking uh shakespearean theater sponsored by one of the biggest telecom commun- uh, telecommunication companies in the fucking world <laughs> like like in Brett you know yeah yeah the o2 manchester oh, the okay, alley pally yeah um you know yeah they, they play darts here on the uh, <laughs> that's great you know on the telly yeah. Yeah, you know what they do at Champs Shock, Shock Soccer Arena? Heroin. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Fentanyl. Yeah. Fucking was fentanyl big us. back then? Yeah, I guess it would have been. I guess it was like that was like the the OG fentanyl. It was when it was just the patches. Um, yeah. So, Shout out to Dave Richards. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Um, what is it? Uh, uh, Fenta Ceramiano. <laughs> what was it? Uh, Fentagon Junior. <laughs> Fentagon <and> Junior. <laughs> yes, that's a good. That's a good joke. Um, all right, we'll move into uh, two guys who know about uh, fentanyl pretty well, probably. No, I don't know. Maybe not. Shouldn't say that. Um, I'll cut that out. <laughs> not necessarily recreationally. Take a lot of abuse, like you do in this match. Of course, from, of course. From the newly christened CZW Arena, uh, twenty three hundred South Swanson Street in South Philadelphia, corner of Swanson and Rittner. Swanson and Rittner. Yeah. That was like a Boston. I'm fucking, I suck to right. Philly accent because like, I have a Philly accent that I, I'm If you, if you try to emphasize it, you, you, you go off too hard. I sound I sound like... Amy uh, Ryan and Gone Baby Gone. <laughs> I know. Or, yeah, I was I was going to say I, I sound like a fucking a Timothy Hutton in uh, fucking... I can't name remember the name of that show that he was on. Leverage. Leverage. I watched every episode of Leverage. I can't fucking remember the name of it. Right now. I've I've, oh, well. ne- I've never seen it, but I loved I love ordinary people. So yeah, Timothy uh, Hutton shouts out friend Hutton, of, friend of the show. Show yeah, Tim Hutton. <laughs> if you're uh, listening to this, uh, come on and Lo- uh, loved you in Beautiful Girls. Yeah, talk about Messiah with us. <laughs> yeah. What are your opinions on Alter Boy Luke? Anyway, yeah. um, this is Cage of Death three in the eponymous titular. Cage of Death mm. for the CZW World Heavyweight Championship. Again, Justice Payne 
versus Wife Beater. This match is surprisingly good. It's pretty fucking good. I liked it more. I watched it fairly recently, and I was like, this is a fucking stupid match. But I enjoyed it more this time. Yeah. Um, it is... This is is this the first appearance on the show of the one and only Rock and Rebel? Yes, and yes, Rock and Rebel as well as Frank Talent. And um, Frank Talent. Frank Talent was an so. actual Pennsylvania State Athletic Commission guy, right? Yeah, yeah. And he, he becomes he did, like a central, like sort of shitty authority figure to the company. Um, yeah, he he worked. I mean, he was a he was tangential to ECW stuff, but for CZW is like very relevant. And to like when JPW okay. from that makes show sense. Up. I mean, he was there from uh, he did WWF shows at the Spectrum and shit. Like he right. was the representative. So he, he you know he was pocketing uh, those uh, big th- that big dough uh, out of Pat Patterson and shit. That's and great. that's not a euphemism. <laughs> oh yeah, dough. Okay. So- <laughs> Uh, yeah, God gotta, knows what kind of euphemism you, that could be. You put it in the you put it in the the the, the big uh, stand mixer and you add yeast, and that's how you make Pat, dough. <laughs> Pat Patterson was filling Frank Town's pockets and not a euphemism. His, his oh, his nature's pocket, right? Well, I just meant he was, he was grabbing into his pants and like grabbing for his dog. Like, yeah, yeah, grabbing, no. for, grabbing for his dick, filling and, his um, his pocket, was. nature's pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um Frank, cold pocket that's right um yeah but, uh, yes everybody's favorite Twitter we're talking place. about anal sex people yeah <laughs> we're talking about talking two about two men fucking each other um yeah Speaking so of which, <laughs> wife, wife beater, beater comes out with the weed whacker um which throwing, looks fr- throwing chips all in the ring and shit he you grabbed know, the bag beater. of chips he's like he's got the bag of chips and he's like miming he's jacking off and so the chips are flying out and it looks like he's coming everywhere uh this is great it's fantastic <laughs> you love to see it um he crawls through the like little chest high door of the cage of death with a running weed whacker which is hilarious <laughs> um yes. and that's that's when frank talent and rock and rebel make their first appearance on our program yeah they, they confiscate the weed whacker talent says the show is over uh rebel says that uh they can only do this match on one condition and then he lifts off like he lists off like five conditions uh no, no blood no barbed wire no tables and i will be the referee just only uh, one of which is adhered to even barely then you, it's adhered to it's just basically I, don't use the fucking weed whacker it, yeah yeah definitely. <laughs> just, you know you know a man who loved his cheap heat rock and rebel yeah yeah and you know what uh also of course we should uh we, we've talked about it briefly in the show before and I don't have the details in front of me, but Rock and Rebel, uh, murder suicide. So there you go. Uh, killed his wife, killed himself. Um, I'm uh, yes, I I don't you know I'm sure he had a severe history of concussion, and drug abuse, but also Rock and Rebel was a I, piece of shit the whole time. Of I thought life. you were gonna so, say when you said I'm sure he. I thought you were gonna say I'm sure he had a good reason. <laughs> no, no, no. He thought he had a good reason. Yeah, but sure. He also had probably was in the midst of a psychotic break from all the concussions. But again, he was also a piece of shit his whole life. So yeah, yeah. A bad wrestler. I'm not. Just I'm not. Gross I'm not justifying person. anything. That, no, that of course Rebel not. Did. Of uh, course just, not. Uh, I just in my head, I was like, know. is she gonna say that? <laughs> I was like, no, split no, second, would, like... No, this uh, isn't Benoit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This isn't a good wrestler. Yeah, this well, is, and also, also uh, uh, Benoit had reason, right? Because Vince was the father. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the and opening... the child was Hornswoggle. That's right. That's right. Um, this, I think the opening minutes of this match are, like, actually a great case for Justice Payne as, like, a, a good heel ace of a promotion. Uh, he does his like he's doing full fucking heel champ Shawn Michaels 
bumping around like crazy, flying into the cage. He blades really fast without you noticing. Yeah. Um, he he takes like hard, unprotected uh, trash can shots to the dome, and then he gets his comeback is like extremely funny. He gets a roundhouse head kick off that looks like complete shit, and then he does a German suplex into the corner, um, and there's a cactus in the corner. Yes. So the it's classic, uh, Kaiser Duff cactus. Yeah. Yeah. A thing we don't see like ever anymore. I would love to see the cactus again. Um, and Eric says right into that cactus. That's a cactus plant. John, he's got cactuses coming out of his back, which, um, I didn't know that every individual needle from a cactus is, it's, is called a cactus. <laughs> You're familiar with the pixie song cactus, right? Um, God, I don't know. I, I was a big fan uh, of them a long time ago. White Peter bleeds enough for that song to work here. Okay, okay. Is that a is that a Frank or a Kim song? It's a Frank song. Okay. It's it's about a man requesting woman uh, to uh, wipe herself to uh, run run up on a cactus and cut herself and then wipe it on the blood on her dress and then send it to him. It's okay. a great song. That's that, the entire verse, basically. Is that it's from like Surfer Rosa, like one of the? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's like a minute and a half long. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I, I should. I should revisit that album and see how much it uh, makes me embarrassed of my earlier time. It, no, no, it's great. It's is it great. okay? All right. Yeah. Uh, I believe you. Um, right in that cactus plant, John. Uh, he goes for another German, uh, but Wifebeater rolls forward and grabs a heel heel hook. Um, Phenomenal! Just... I love it. It's one of the funniest spots of all time. It was He's... beautiful. A wrestler, this guy. Um, Payne breaks the hold by pulling the Josh cactus. Josh Barnett invite invite wife beater oh to Bloodsport. Wife beater versus Josh Barnett. Oh my god! Does the War Master have what it takes to face the man? You know the, the heart of know, a marine. Marine, the heart no of a marine. No fucking way. Josh. You'd get his fucking Tom ass kicked, Green, Josh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Emil J. Barely take on John Moxley. Emil J. Saying the heart of a marine. Um, while jacking Peter, off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't deserve uh, the right to, uh, to to you know reference uh, a man as great as Eric Julo. Somebody should like really cut MLJ's dick off. That's what I, that's my official take. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> God damn, he he could use it. Yeah, and we uh, could use it even more because I don't want to see this post. If it'd yeah. be important, buddy. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shuts out to yeah. thick Foley. Um, so <laughs> Payne yeah, breaks this uh, heel. Yeah, one innocent bitch. <laughs> God, she's the worst. Uh, Payne breaks the, the heel hook by pulling the cactus down onto Beater, and then he whips him with it, and it, like... Phenomenal shit. That kicks fucking ass, yes. He, like, lays one of the leaves over the lower back of Wife Beater and smashes it hard with the chair. Um, then he puts the prone head of Wife Beater into the... the the plant pot that the cactus was in and smashes it with a chair, which is the second time we've seen this on the show. Yeah. We... So spot beater was yeah. willing to take his bless that man. Apparently yeah. that was one of his signature bumps was having a fucking plant pot on his head and taking a hard chair shot. Um, incredible. And then when he emerges from the face down position, you realize that he, like he's bleeding. You realize he bladed inside the ceramic pot. <laughs> That's a fucking worker. What a that pro. That is a man dedicated to his craft. I fucking love him, man. I love him so much. Um, we get lots of, like, you know, stuff here. The wooden crutch, Payne smashes it over his back. And, like, this is when I started to really notice, like, he swings weapons like a real freak. Like, he... I he, mean, he, yeah, he blasts the shit out of Jay with some chair shots. I mean, here's the thing. That's cool. I support this. It's just a... Uh, 
buddy, you gotta also take it back. You gotta take it yourself. Sure. That's the only that's one hundred percent an issue. It's just unprofessionalism is cool as long as you are willing to be un- to accept unprofessionalism yeah. against you. Yeah, but so he, I think this is a, this is a good match. This is a good example for this and the one we're going to uh, cover next are good examples of him uh, taking as well as giving. Um, yeah. Even though the next match has some of the most egregious, unprofessional shit that we've ever seen out of Justice Pain, um, but here he so he's he's less good at like lifting people, even though he yeah. looks swole as shit because he does a really fucking poor uh, gorilla press slam that sends Beater through a uh, barbed wire board. Um, but the bump is good, you know it's. Whatever the 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 it's like there's some sloppy shit. They do this chop exchange that looks bad, but like the sounds of the slaps are fantastic. Like there's there's some good examples here of CZW being a place where the sum is like greater than the parts, right? Yes. Like you watch individual like if, if this was you know GIF era, whatever. Like you wouldn't have seen a lot of clips from this match, but in the context of the match, like everything feels like it's moving one thing into the next really well. Um, there's, I don't know if I'd say an escal- escalation, but it's like, this feels like a, a real match to me. Um, he gets like back body dropped into the cage, which is a classic, you know, heel cage match bump. He goes whole fucking hog into it. Um, they, what, there's like a big superplex from near the top of the cage. They come down really hard. Yeah. Uh, sunset bomb from the top rope. Pain like flips off the cage power bombs beater who was standing on the top rope um like he you know he doesn't like sharp objects but he clearly had no issue jumping off of high service uh, surfaces um eric says it's evil at its finest um i do want to say like obviously like the the big spots here kind of pale in comparison to some of the bumps taken by the whatever dozen or more psychos that are in cage of death five or cage of death six you know the team cash versus blackout match yeah um this is I, this is like a much better match than I remembered. It feels like I said like a real match with a real like title match structure, uh, a classic cage match, you know that shouldn't exist here at all. No, um, no, it's really good. It's uh, some, it's it's got some dignity to it. Some fucking how. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 cool. Um, it's legitimately well laid out, and uh, like Beater launches Payton off the cage, hits his absolutely beautiful STO. Phenomenal STO. Yeah. STO. It's it's weird how technically proficient Beater seems at times uh, when White Feeder's, you know. Just the White con- Beater. Yeah, considered like a, a nothing wrestler who was only good at bleeding. Like, he's. Maybe, maybe that's fair, but like, he hits his shit well and he doesn't. There's a guy with like, you know, little ambition, but he does everything he does. He like limits himself to what he knows he can do. And that's, you know. That's extremely important for a wrestler, especially if you're a limited wrestler. Um, he power bombs Payne to the cage, but Payne hangs on, um, and then comes back by he like he hangs onto the cage, pulls himself up, stands like in the center of the top rope, and does a, a huge blockbuster off the off the top rope. Um, it's like it's really cool. Like there's a lot of good shit. There's a car hood, which is like a yes. precursor to El Dejo Asadero, the Zona Twenty Three, of course. Um, he's like going to go for a cabrata onto the car hood, but beater gets up and throws cactus at him. Um, then we get the, uh, the, the classic, uh, wife beater side slam. Yeah. The side slam, like, you know, the 2001 big guy move. You don't see a lot of, I mean, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know when the last time Kane wrestled Kane is like, he won that election, right? 
Yes. Yeah, that's good for him. Uh, I don't know the last, uh, uh, I don't. I haven't seen Abyss wrestle in a while. Now he works for the Fed, so you know, good for good Ab- for him. Abyss does. Yeah, Abyss. He's a. Uh, he's not. A, yeah, he's a uh, backstage. Huh. Well, yeah, I know, right? Shocking. That's... I thought he was. You know, didn't he wrestle Mecha Mercenary at Modern Vintage like a year ago? Yeah, but I don't. I, <laughs> but he's definitely on. I mean, he might have a. He might get to do guest appearances and shit, but I, I don't. I haven't seen him make tape. It would be extremely funny if Modern Vintage was one of those indies that was like Vince was just like, yeah, you can go. Those are good guys. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you make an appearance there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, Send, sending uh, sending Cassius Ono there to wrestle uh, Mike Elgin or whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, G- Joey Lynch wins the Cruiserweight title for Gordon Devlin at the Lithuanian Music Hall. <laughs> Ah, I love it. I love it. Book it, Gabe. It's like literally Gabe. <laughs> yeah. It's literally Book it, Gabe. It's literally uh, Gabe. Socky Gabe. How yeah. about that? Yeah, oh, I like it. Um, He would too. A uh, pair of tables get set up side by side in the ring, uh, and they go up to the top to the scaffold that is uh, across the, the sort of the middle of the cage. And uh, this uh, is important that it is not said at all during the match how this match could end. I know. There, yeah, it's incredible. This is incredible. when you realize, especially that... given the fact that from where they are, House and Gargiulo can actually see the fucking bell. Oh, they're see the they're level bell. with it. Yeah. So the yeah. All right. So the bell. This is not a case where they have to like peer down and kind of figure out what's happening. Yeah. The no, they know exactly what the fuck is happening. They're they just eye totally level know, with so it. The belt that this is a retrieve the belt off the scaffold and win match. Yeah. Yeah. Like ladder ladder match style rules and they're obviously... just constantly like does the, are submissions count here? Do pinfalls count here? What's Rebel gonna do? At some point, he does say, turn on wife Peter? Is he gonna turn on Justice Panty Yates? Both these guys, John. Yeah, Gargiulo yeah, does. Know, like, I don't know where he can do a lot of things. I just made them sound like a uh, Yogi Berra and uh, Boo Boo Bear, but yeah. you know, whatever that That's works. Same energy. Um, yeah, John. Yeah, John House is definitely Boo Boo. Um, they. Uh, oh, I hear noises upstairs. I'll check that in a minute. We're almost done with this one. A little break coming on. Um, they. Uh, they get up there and yeah, you realize what's what the deal is and um, yeah the um, the Chokenstein, which is a like a double choke into sort of a sky high, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. Um, he he goes for that on top. Uh, he doesn't sit out because you can't really do like a sit out on this tiny scaffold, um, but he hits it and just sort of they bump on top of the scaffold. Um, Justice Payne grabs the belt. While he's in midair, and uh, before they ever hit, though, a, like a a small explosion goes off. Um, yeah, signifying the, <clears throat> the the match is over. Is that what it was? Won. Okay, yeah, it has to, that's what it was. That okay, has to be it. so it was triggered by him sense. pulling the belt. Okay, incredible. So, yeah, I mean, the, mind, the genius of uh, Zandig at work. <laughs> yeah, like not well executed in the least, but ambitious and creative and real, real dumb. Um, and speaking of which, uh, <laughs> yeah, ECW Originals Invasion. Yeah, the, we see the lights flicker momentarily. Um, they've like fucked up the timing on this, and then we get the biggest bump comes in this post match. Beater goes for another Chokenstein. Pain counters it into a pain thriller, or more of a Samoan drop in this case, off the scaffold. Again, they slightly overshoot the tables in the ring, but they still break one of them. Um, and then the lights go out, and uh, this time they've got the timing right. And the crowd chants for Sabu, of course. Um, and then what happens when the lights come on? Uh, it's Sabu. No, it's not. It's 
a bunch of fucking scrubs. <laughs> a bunch of fucking old ass men, some of whom are gonna die within the next year. Yeah, yeah. Like all right, ECW B team. We got Todd Gordon is there with Rocco Rock, Gary Wolf, the Blue Meanie. Um was it John Cronus? No, nah, nine one one. Oh, nine one one, of course, of course. Um and who had seen nine one one in years? Like nobody. I know. Um and, I skipped and, ahead here. I, I, I wanted to get to the part that mattered. I, I didn't watch this Todd Gordon promo. No, it was very stupid. The only thing that matters is Sandman chainsawing his chainsawing his way off through uh, the ring. Yeah. It's that fucking whips ass. That's pretty spectacular stuff. Um We chain- love Delco Jim. Yeah, chainsaw cuts through from underneath, Sandman emerges smoking. Um he you know, he then he like they swerved him, John. Um, swerved to John. He starts attacking the ECW guys. Uh, CCW guys storm the ring. Just all you know, dumb shit. Um, the lights go out to get the ECW guys out uh, while the CCW crew is climbing the cage, which seems super dangerous to do. Uh, guys, fifteen feet above the ground, and you cut all the lights out. Um, but yeah, when they come back on. Uh, Sandman, who I, who is definitely not sober, is standing on the scaffold above the ring. He climbed up there in the dark, which is uh, shocking. Um, j- this whole thing is incredible. Zandig came out at some point. Zandig is up there, like climbs up there with him. Sandman rips his baseball jersey off, revealing the CZW shirt. Um, and he cuts a promo and asks Zandig, what's his name? And <laughs> Zandig's like, that's the wife beater. He's the main event. And then he's like, well, what's his name? Oh, that's that's just as pain. <laughs> and at this point, I remembered the Zandig shoot interview where he talked about how shitty it was working with Sandman, and that he couldn't even remember the main eventers' names. Um, and then Zand- uh, Sandman has says one of the funniest things ever here, where he says, "These guys are your next Rock, Kurt Angle, Stone Cold," and you get a shot of Wife Beater looking up at Sandman, like, "What the fuck did we pay this guy to come on this show for?" <laughs> well, Sandig definitely paid him in beer. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Beer and got, other substances. Yes. Porn. New yeah. Jack style. <laughs> Magazines. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't. Uh, have a, he doesn't have a VCR. That, that is just unrelated. That is my favorite story of all time. Uh, just XPW saying Rob Black saying just go to the warehouse and New Jack showing up with a trash bag and getting his pay in porn. Oh <laughs> man, I, I don't know that story. That's fantastic. I love Jack. Yeah, Love yeah, he's great. Man. We've barely talked about him on the show. I think we've only covered him in a Cage of Death match, actually. Um, yeah, uh, Zandig looks on like like you can tell Zandig is not having a good time, and that this fucking guy is kind of like it, not doing what they planned. Sandman like walks the tightrope of the top of the cage. Um, he is drunk as fuck, and you know Zandig is like you can tell Zandig is like thinking, man, I wish this motherfucker would fall to his death, but 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 not on yeah. my show. But he nearly does too, because he like he like whoa leans back and he grabs like a cord that's like holding up the lighting or something, and he's like and he goes whoa, which is like a pretty good clip to be fair, like pretty good stuff. Um, Sandman is uh, he's a genius, all right. So yeah. you know, let the artist. Do his work. Yeah, yeah. Um, another shot of Zandig, and he he does look extremely bummed. Uh, but then Sandman tosses him a beer, which falls to the ground. So he tosses him another one. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, he chug. They, the crowd chants "chug," and he chugs a beer, and the CCW theme plays. And uh, you know, it's that's pretty essential. That's like you can't get much better than that. No, no. 
It's passing a, the torch. Yeah, yeah. Pass like, the torch, John. Really, like, yeah, it's, you, you consider um, the, the the ECW arena, CCW ran it for, what, another 10 years or something? Yeah. Like a long-ass time, and uh, maybe more than 10 years, actually. And it became their home, and, you know, other people would come in, and you'd have 3PW would do shows, and XPW, of course, and Ring of Honor did their TV tapings there for years. Uh, but that was Jersey All Pro, as we've covered sure. in the show. Yeah, yeah, Chikara, King of Trios was there. Like some really big shows. Um, I, I believe WWE CW did a house show there, right? Yes. Yeah, like, but after through... Heyman, Shane McMahon wanted um, them to do one night stand there, but Heyman said, "No, no, we got to do it at Hammerstein." <laughs> yeah, because Paul Heyman is a fucking sellout. Yeah, and meet me in traffic, Paulie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Remember, you said you were gonna uh, you were gonna jump the rail, and you were gonna kill him and yourself at, on the show, right? Remember when you said that? Uh, I, you know, I, <laughs> you were I, quoted I, I as saying said that. This, you know, and uh, I would have done it. Wouldn't it be weird if, if you were Tommy Dreamer? Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> we were talking. Uh, Max and I were listening to po- to uh, the Eddie Kingston uh, appearance on a- the AEW podcast. Where he goes through his whole thing. And okay. He says, I wanted to be Tommy Dreamer, and I and I am just like grimacing. No, buddy, <laughs> yeah. you're so much better than that. Yeah, sometimes you you outdo your influences, and that's part of being a great person, great being like fantastic, especially in wrestling. Like uh, you're you're standing on the shoulders of people shorter than you. That's what you're doing, Eddie. Um, yeah, pretty pretty classic uh, thing. This is the main event of the first ECW arena CCW show, and. They had this weird ECW invasion angle that I think probably petered out a month later, right? Yeah. There's, there's a like the, there's a Jerry Lynn match. There's something with right. like Tony DeVito, I think. Right. Real stupid. Yeah, we get um I, I think Cronus comes in for a show maybe. Yeah. Um and then there's also I, I guess was it was like Gary Wolf versus Zandag or something. Or it was Zandig? Oh fuck! I'm gonna look it up. Um, but yeah, th- this is a this is like their big year. It might have been Gary Wolf because Tony DeVito was part of the New Jack thing in 2004. In 2004, that's right, actually. Yeah. Which uh, great, great <laughs> shit there. Great, great. You know that really paid off again. Yeah. Zandig, a man, a man with you know impe- you know impeccable execution. Oh god, it's even better than I realized. Uh, from January 12, 2002, answering the challenge. Is that right? Answering the challenge. Uh, sure. John Zandig defeated Glenn Osborne. Oh, so. <laughs> God. Incredible. It's Incredible. not even an extreme championship wrestling guy. Yeah, yeah. It's Oh, man. That's they, that's that's phenomenal. They did some the, stuff. The icon, man. Yeah. Anyway. Um, A genius. Um, but yeah, uh, I know we, what, you have about 45 minutes left. Yeah, but we can get through these two matches very mm-hmm. quick. If we're just going to take a small break. Yeah, I'm going to pee and make sure uh, nobody's dead upstairs. Sure. All right.
so in addition to the ice clinking in the glass, um, I've introduced a new sound. Uh, it's me vaping. All right, settle down, Eva. I think she just smokes inside, to be honest. <laughs> I know, yeah. It's fucking, it's fucking distracting, re- frankly. Real degenerate hours. Um, yeah, no, I... Um, I'm I'm sticking with the jewel because I feel like if I actually go buy like gear, I'm gonna commit too heavily. But I haven't had a cigarette in over a month. Well, I actually have had a cigarette, but I I haven't bought cigarettes, so that's something. Um, welcome back to wrestling is gross. I vape now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We yeah. have so we have a little pen that we've like used for weed occasionally, um, but like weed is legal in Illinois now. Um, so I extremely uh, cannot, but it's like I can't. At work, they've like reinforced the drug policy, so I like definitely can't smoke like now. Yeah, because <laughs> that. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe it'll settle down one day. Um, like my last time, the last time we smoked was like Thanksgiving weekend, and it was like extremely nice time. Like we had a really nice time, um, and then. Like three days later, a guy that I work with got random tested and he refused to take it and he got fired. And I was like, oh, that that guy works right next to me. It could have been me. Like, I uh, am going to not do that. Um, So, yeah, that's a shame. But, um, you know, maybe I could convert that into an actual vaping rig of some kind. I'm sure the the parts are out there, but I'm going to do this because it looks stupid and it's fun. So. Vaping yeah, is alright. Like, listen, you don't. Do you really want to be someone who uh, re- does the review? Does reviews on uh, Tucker Carlson's blog? <laughs> my my vape review Patreon. That's yeah. got that's got to exist somewhere. Um, oh, it exists. <clears throat> it's like it's it's prominent even. Um, all right. Well, I know time is short. So we're going to run through these. Uh, this is probably my favorite match of Justice Payne's career as far as the singles. It's rare. It, yes, this is this match kicks a lot of ass. April uh, 13th, 2012. Or 2002, my God. 2002. See, I should let you do it. Yes. From <laughs> CZW, a higher level of pain. Good title. Always good with the puns and just play on words. Your challenger, Sick Nick Mondo. And your champion, Justice Payne. For the CCW World Heavyweight Championship. Is this the World Championship or the Iron Man Championship? No, it's World Championship. Uh, Iron Man Champ was still at was Adam Flash. Oh, okay, of course, of course. That would happen the next month, the four way high stakes match. Um, Yeah, Nick Mondo is so funny. Nick Mondo whips ass, but he and yes, he's he's hilarious. I love that he does his little pose where he has his like he, he. Bows his shoulders out and does. He's like making an M with his like arms bending at the elbows, but then he's also making M's with his hands. So it's like three M's. <laughs> he's so into the M, I guess. The Mick McMondo. Yeah, Mick Mick. Yeah, yeah. Triple M. They called him. Um, it, just the best. Uh, is he a Philly guy or did he come from like or Maryland or something? He doesn't he's, feel. No, no. He's from Philly. He's from. Um... He's from the West well, Westchester, but a little more out than a little okay. more out. Yeah, he, yeah er, Margera famously, country. What'd you say? Margera country. Yeah, famously <laughs> uh, always listed as being from Ooh. Minneapolis. Again, all, right? Very yes, very funny. Like all of these guys, uh, him, Beater, uh, both of the Wilson brothers. I believe that wife Beater's from Dallas. That I makes believe sense to no, me. he's from Dallas, but he ended up in Jersey. Like. 
Like it's not just that he was just a Dallas guy. Like he just he still ended up in in New Jersey and or Philly or Delaware for it's sure. just like all of these guys and it's just it's so funny that like like they seem like the, the idea that this is more disparate and it's like no they're all just they're all the same degenerates. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is fine. It's a good crew. Um, they start Mondo hits some of his like pretty on point offense. He he had good nights and bad nights, but here he is definitely on. Yeah. Um, I mean, what to say? What we, I said about earlier about uh, the pain uh, Briscoe match. You know, this is a guy who what two and a half like get the note two years in wrestling. He, he was 22. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he didn't have much longer like, to go. Yeah. Like and whether or not that was planned, like that he was just going out anyway, like whatever. But I mean, you know, I don't know what people necessarily expect. I don't know if he's going to be great. And Nick Mato was pretty great in his own way, for sure. He made but, up for any shortcomings, shortcomings he had uh, with just sheer effort and like just sadness <laughs> and and you know willingness and i think that's part of early czw you know relatability he's a relatable motherfucker yeah for sure for sure um yeah we we can all see a little uh, a, a little bit of ourselves in sick nick uh this this whole thing is is just great um pain is really uh you know the fundamentals of pain i think stand out here too um, you know, there's like a nice punch chop one, two on the outside. And then he grabs like a deep half crab. He stomps the quadricep after quadricep after letting go of the grab, like, you know, just real solid, basic shit, uh, heel control stuff. Um, and, and then on the other hand, when Nick Mondo takes control of the match, he does nothing simple as he like, he, he hits a Northern light suplex, like a slingshot blue thunder, like, uh, like think like Tully's suplex, but as a blue thunder, he does yeah. a stalling fisherman's that he turns into a key crusher or a mondo driver, as Eric calls it. Yeah, um, he does like a fairly low speed la casita la maestra um, that he rolls through into like a shitty yave of sorts. Like, <laughs> but I mean, a for effort, you yeah. know, fuck you, it kicks ass. Yeah, he, he's got a really nice leap up to the top, like no hands, and does the the flying back elbow. He hits some like like justice pains on his knees and he hits some low roundhouse kicks to the fucking face of justice pain that are all sick as fuck. Yeah. They're all really on point. Um, it's, it's good. It's real good. Um, this match has probably the worst belly to belly overhead that we've seen in any of these matches, but it gets a a holy shit chant because he lands right on the top of his head. So maybe it was on purpose. Like who's to say it looked cool. Yeah, it definitely matters. Um, Eric at one point says Rob Hartog is a credible official. And John House says, yeah, when he's at McDonald's. And then there's a pause. <laughs> and then he says, he says, he's credible when he's eating. <laughs> it's, this, I mean, he, when, why didn't the hitman John House just call him, just say that uh, Rob Hartog was Mayor McCheese? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's... Yeah, you mean, yeah, Rob Hartog, you mean the hamburger? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and look, <laughs> I, I can't. Um, <laughs> May have McCheese, Eric. Um, we get this like insane spot uh, where Payne goes to the floor. He sets up a table against the guardrail that will come into play uh, again. He Mondo's on the other side of the ring uh, on the ground, and so Payne's on the like you know across the hard cam shows they are twenty five feet away from each other, right? Uh, Payne sets up this, like, leans this table 45 degree angle against the guardrail. And, um, 
gets back on the apron, has a chair in hand, and then you see Mondo springboard from the other side of the ring and drop kicks him, like basically a Van Terminator, uh, hits him, knocks him off the apron, and then Payne like jumps off and basically fl- flies feet first through the like the bottom twenty percent of the table. <laughs> uh, with... It's not a not a great landing. No. At all. Ambition. Ambition. A M B I T I O N. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, like the Progress Tournament or the WXW Tournament? VXV? No. Yeah, VXV. No. Um, yeah, I don't know if this was planned because uh, we, we realized pretty soon later that, that that was not the planned bump for that table, and that no. happening actually made it far worse. Um, there's a moment here, though. This is when it breaks down. This is the this is our uh, at least on this show our best example of Justice Payne being unprofessional as fuck. Yeah. Um, he, <clears throat> excuse me. He um he's leaned over the rail, facing the crowd, head over the rail. Mondo climbs it to the top rope and goes for a, a like a super M Bison. And if you don't know yeah. what the M Bison is, it's a usually the the opponent would be seated facing the opposite direction in the ring, and he would jump off the top rope and do a double stomp to the back of the head, sort of crunching their midsection. And of course, it's based on the character from Street Fighter, M Bison, uh, lovingly played by Raul Julia in Street Fighter, the Stephen E. D'Souza film, 1994. Raul Julia's last uh, role before he died, of course, um, as everybody knows. And uh, rest in peace, rule. Yeah, for sure. Balls. Yeah, wrinkly old balls. <laughs> nice. Um, yes. Mondo either overshoots or um, pain moves slightly. Which yeah, I can't tell. Yeah. really. I'm not. You know, I'll say not, this. Not to... The I we're not going to go full as a pruder. I only watched it like three times. I didn't watch it over and over to try to figure it out. Um, Back but, to the left. And yeah, yeah. I, I do think the latter is a more reasonable explanation. I think Payne moved because of the way when Mondo Mondo just lands on his feet in the crowd and he's just like, what the fuck? He picks up a steel chair and throws it at Payne's head, um, who's still draped over the apron. Payne pulls back and the chair smashes the rail super hard. And then they do some really uncooperative, like, shoot-looking brawling for a minute. Like, Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I think it... I mean, I kind of like the idea of, you know, oh, I mean, botches are cool and missed moves. Like, you know, there's a way to work them in. But, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if that was totally. that. But it looked fucking cool. And the idea of just, like, shit breaking down, I, I fuck with. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, just yeah, the, maybe, the... maybe Justice Payne was being a genius here, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? The un, You know, the unseen, you know, we look, we're looking into, into a kaleidoscope here of uh, Justice Payne, and we're seeing new things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um it's it's really something, and uh, they get in the ring, and uh, well, Payne tries to fix the table first of all, and then they get back in. Um, he's like re-angled it, even though you know like twenty percent of it is broken at the bottom. Um, they get back in the ring, and they are again throwing their strikes way harder. Like there's like a chest kick from uh, from from Mondo that like just has such a thud. Payne is doing chops that are he always follows through, but he's like really leading into him now. Yeah, he's going to open hand even, like, because he's like, fuck this shit. Like, I'm going to keep chopping. Like, I don't need... Yeah. yeah, they're definitely pissed at each other. Like, there's no doubt that the miscommunication or, you know, one of them fucking up the spot before, um, like, this is this is not two guys working together. This is two guys working against each other all of a sudden, um, which is a shame because it leads right into, the, like, one of the biggest spots of the match and probably goes... Uh, would have would have gotten a lot better if they had been on better uh, better ground with each other when they decided to perform this belly to belly overhead over the top uh, to the floor. Um, Mondo bounces off the ropes. He gets tossed. You know, like 
Justice Payne's got a great ability ability overhead. Uh, can launch people. Can launch a guy like Zandig pretty fucking far. Um, but a, lot, a guy like Be- Wife Beater. Yeah, you know? yeah. Not guys who are known for their hops. Yeah, I, no, yeah. Guys who can't jump into shit. Um, and but Mondo can and is also like a buck seventy five. Right. Uh, assuming he's supposed to go through the table that's leaned against the rail on the outside, um, but it's again partially broken, so it doesn't have as much. It's further away, but also the rail that it's leaning against is too far away, so he just lands ass first on the floor. Yeah, at that point, it's just they should have just had a a table spread out normally. Yeah, just yeah, or or, yeah, just know? lay that okay. table down, like just you know, like have, you're playing damn cards on it. Yeah, it's there's plenty of options there. Uh, I'm not gonna say Justice Payne is a genius, but if he was trying to kill Nick Mondo here and make it look like an accident, he fucking he almost pulled it off. Um. Uh, and then I, I think this is where Eric uh, or uh, John House says, "There's your Japanese World War II kamikaze pilot right there, Gargiglio." Um, Payne gets a bag of thumbtacks, uh, pours them in the ring. Mondo goes for an assault driver, and then uh, uh, Payne drops out behind him, hits a tiger suplex into the tags, which is really cool. And especially just as Payne doing like a half-ass neck bridge in the tax is awesome. Yes, as we've said, Justice Payne, not a, a man averse to sharp things, but he takes some sharp things in in, in the back and in his back and into the back of his head yeah. during this match, which kicks fucking ass. He's totally game. Um, and then what Mondo goes to the floor and pulls out his own bag and just smacks it's Justice Payne. It's a massive bag. It's like a fucking bag of doorknobs or something. <laughs> it sounds like uh, rules. It's incredible. It's incredible. He pours it out. Um, it's also thumbtacks, but it's probably ten times the amount of thumbtacks. There must be two hundred thousand thumbtacks, yeah. <laughs> two hundred thousand, and then uh, Eric like degrade, uh, like uh, like uh, downgrades that and says probably a thousand thumbtacks in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is this is great. Um, he pours them all over Payne, who is on his back, and just dumps them on him, and it's great. Like like they're. There are entire sections of Payne's body that you cannot see for all the shiny, shiny thumbtacks. Um, and he goes out and does the springboard leg drop, classic Nick Mondo move, uh, into the tacks, like landing his own ass into the tacks that are covering him. Um, Payne goes to the corner. Mondo grabs two handfuls. Like he's like cupping his hands, like trying to get water. Uh, it's like wash his face or something. He picks up like a ton of thumbtacks and then just two hand heaves them into the face of Justice Payne. They fly into the crowd. People are in the crowd are covering their faces and their eyes. Um, it's it's great. It's beautiful. It's, it's raw shit. You phenomenal. Love, you love to see it. Yeah, it's great. Um, you got what an assault driver into the tax. Crowd's going fucking nuts. Payne does the run-up belly-to-belly superplex a la Kurt Angle. Uh, Mondo bumps extremely hard in the tax. He hits one of the sickest M. Bisons I've ever seen, then rolls Payne face down in the tax, stands on him, just sort of does little little stomps. Like, <clears throat> very funny. Like, the, the crowd's loving it. Does the Mondo Sledge, which is like a springboard Will-O-The-Wisp, or like a Scorpio uh, tumbleweed sort of thing, right? Yeah. 180-turn... Uh, into flipping Centon absolutely crushes Justice Pain. Um, and at this point, I react vocally. I'm like, oh, and my daughter, who is eating lunch, like, you know, two feet away at the table, uh, she says, what are you watching, Dad? And I said, oh, just wrestling. And she said, can I watch it too? And I said, uh, not until you're five. And uh, <clears throat> she said, five? And I was like, just eat your, eat your lunch. Um, and then, 
Hartog's counting the pins with no gloves on. Um, you know, it's it's great. It's fantastic. Um, somebody just threw something down the stairs. My kids are going ham. Um, <laughs> kicks out of the pain thriller on the tax, and then pain actually ends up finishing with the elevated underhook DDT um, that he used on Jay Briscoe in, in, the, in the previous match. Um, cool finish. I yeah. Liked, it felt... You know what it felt like? It felt Japanese. Yeah, yeah, no, no. But, I mean, that sounds very stupid, but it, you know what I no. mean? It felt like, and it didn't feel like, oh, what am I going to do now to put him away? It just felt, it felt organic. It felt like, fuck, well, that didn't work. Well, well this will do. Yeah, like, it, the the idea that, that once you get to a certain point of, of, uh, of exhaustion and, you know, the pain threshold, and you don't have to hit your finish again. You can hit any move after doing all the things you've already done, and that could be the finish, you know? Um, that is an extremely, yeah, King's Road sort of thing. And I, I feel like I've talked about King's Road a couple times and talking about CCW. I brought it up when I was on the, on the, uh, Rotten Era Memory podcast. Um, but this is a, yeah, it's sort of a King's Road finish. It really is. It's very yeah. Japanese. Uh, and it's, it's really great match. Uh, do you want to talk, the post match is not relevant at all. It's not it's relevant funny. to Justice Pain. Um, I did skip the Lobo promo, but I knew what was coming. So I went, yes, so did I. I went ahead to the moment when, uh, a large man wearing a leather jacket and a really like ridiculous looking lucha mask comes in through the crowd, hits the 1080 lariat, which is similar, <laughs> similar to the 720 lariat. Uh, but this time it's, it's Zandig, of course. Uh, the Lobo is, of course, got control of the company at this point. Is the heel authority figure. Zandig has been banned from the building, and he keeps coming and attacking Lobo, trying to get his company back. The 1080 Lariat, of course, is similar to the 360 Lariat, as well as the 720 Lariat, except he spins a third time. Um, He's not a man with long legs. <laughs> yeah, and that's a big ring they work in. You know, it's it's 18 feet, not 16 feet. Um, and then yeah, Zandig gets out and directs the crowd to throw all the chairs in the ring and they do um this i maybe the first one with the public enemy was bigger and maybe one of the ring of honor ones where it was like uh what homicide or something homicide Uh, necro and edison yeah um yeah yeah um this is among the craziest chair throwing avalanches i've ever seen it's it's so fast it happens out of nowhere. Um, it's so dense. Like, it's just a fucking volcanic sea of steel and shitty plastic covering Lobo. And random shit. People are <clears> throwing <throat> random shit by the end. They yeah. Ass. Yeah, it's great. And Lobo's it's... muscle is under there, too. And you know, the other thing is that the ring is full of thumbtacks. So Already. <laughs> they're laying in thumbtacks. Lobo and the fucking muscular guy who's, like, his fucking his heavy um, – are, who I had, couldn't name if my life depended on it. No idea who that guy was. No, not um, either. They, they're laying in thumbtacks while they just get probably a hundred chairs thrown on top of them. You think a hundred is fair? 150? Yeah. Feels like a lot. It feels like so fucking many, yeah. Plus 200,000 thumbtacks. That's that's crazy. <laughs> that's 200,000 thumbtacks, Eric. <laughs> yeah, and 150,000 chairs. That's crazy. They really had the place packed that night. Um, and that was one of the cool things about the ECW arena also is that the building was, I mean, you know, it was a, it's a freaking bingo hall. Like actually it's just wrestling. Like the other stuff did happen there. You know, there were like flea markets and shit as far as I understand, but like yeah. 
predominantly was a wrestling venue and whoever owned that building uh, for years, I mean, obviously it's not the case anymore, but for years and years and years, they were just like, as long as the commission doesn't shut you down and as long as you fix the wall after you put Ruckus's foot through it, go ahead and break the shit. Like, that's one of the reasons the ECW Arena was always so fantastic is it felt like anything could happen there because nobody was like... You always see like these shows where some you know somebody pulls a chair out of the crowd and the commentator's like, "Don't hit him with that chair, come on!" And they're like half joking, but they're half for real. You know, we're gonna have to replace that chair if you break it. Yeah, um, I mean, we get people yelling. I mean, <clears throat> that fucking like people bitching about, "Oh, you're throwing people into the fans of pro- progress, progress, or whatever the fuck." Like, a couple progress. weeks ago, and I'm like, "I fucking hate you, people. I hope you all die." Yeah, for the Brit, you know. I hear, uh, genocide could, could never happen to a nicer people. I hear they got out. The British. I hear I hear this Brexit thing actually happened. Is this true? You hear about this, Kevin? You hear about Brexit? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's cool. It's really cool. And uh, that's one of the reasons this, this building is so special. <clears throat> I don't know how well that plays now. But in the mid two thousands, it it really felt like anything could happen there. Um, and now, now they do. You know, now the twenty three hundred arena has a lot of events. It had uh, the wing pole, uh, the wing bowl successor with uh, strippers, a cool. very Marcus Crane event. I I did not I didn't go because I did not <laughs> want to go, but it seemed very sleazy, and mm. uh, that's fun. I appreciate the sleaze. You should have uh, you should have gone. You could have been our our correspondent. Um, yeah, this I think this is probably the best singles match of Payne's career. Um, and maybe Mondo's, for that matter. What's a what's a better Mondo singles? Maybe uh, versus Ian from uh, King of the Death matches. Okay, I haven't seen that in years. I, I have no that's idea. That's real good. <clears throat> but mom, but I mean that's a death match. This is pretty yeah. Cool. This is I mean it's not it's a hardcore match, but it's not a fucking death match either. Yeah. It's, it's it's this is like a regular CZW title match. It's very it, it kicks a lot of fucking ass. Yeah, it's, it's it might great. be Mondo's best match. It's it's fantastic. So if you're gonna check out one match from the show, make it that from Cage of Death six main event time. Main event time. Uh, December eleventh. Yeah, remember that day? Remember what? Remember what happened? Um, I fuck them guys. <laughs> uh, the the Saudi Arabian Hate Club, uh, two thousand four. It's, it's the hate club versus the hate club. Yeah. Hate club versus hate club. You have hate club 1.0 uh, versus hate club 2.0. Nick Gage and, and Nate Hatred are 2.0, page. right? Nick, Nick Gage and Nate Hatred being 2.0, Justice Payne and the Wife Beater being 1.0. And this is the only match on the show that we're covering that's uh, got some brother-on-brother action, actually. Well, I, unless you count the first one. Well, um, yeah. Unofficial match. Yeah, Unofficial match. <laughs> yeah they, Nick Gage was not in that match. Um, this match is for the rights to the Hate Club name, which is sure. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> if that matters, if this is like a legal thing, I guess um, have at it. <clears throat> um, what are they? What, what are they going to say about the Puerto Rican Hate Club? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, the uh, Inflatable Santa Claus, uh, Ed O'Mac and Max Smack are there. Like, Beater's brought his whole gang. He's jacking off with the bag of chips. Like, he's doing the full thing. Um, Robbie Marino and Maven Bentley are still uh, handcuffed to the scaffold. Yeah, I don't know. That happened. That was in the previous match, right? Yes, yes. Okay. That was in Team Cash versus uh, Blackout. And they're left up there for some reason. Um, probably just as a rib. They probably had no idea that they weren't going to get let down. Yes, because Andig's an ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like that's... <laughs> you just thought it was funny. Incredible. Uh, just super funny. Um, 
So they get in, Payne cuts a promo. Uh, so the, yeah, this followed the the team. Uh, Chris Cash, it's Chris Cash. Uh, who who the fuck is in that match? Chris Cash, J.C. Bailey, Sexy Eddie, and um, Jack Evans. Well, not on. He's on team. Oh, Black Jack Evans is on Blackout. Yeah. Who's the fourth um, man on Cash? Nate Webb. Oh, okay. And, <clears throat> it's and then uh, versus, four on four, right? Versus Sabian, Black G's. Yeah, Sabian, uh, the uh, the current Black G's. Uh, Ruckus, Eddie Kingston, uh, Ed Kingston, and Jack Evans. Yes, right. Okay, um, and that match is not like a death match. It is just a crazy high spot filled, like just maniac match. Maybe the craziest, like most high spot filled match of all time. Like seriously, one of the most fucking maniacal, dangerous matches that has ever happened. Yes, and this came right after it. Um, now people had lost their shit for that match, right? Yeah, that's All a the long buzz. match too. It's fucking long. Yeah, full uh, war games rules too. So I'm gonna watch like... that. I I I caught some of the the because you sent the file you sent me was like it had that before and it had like the the classic smart mark video replays and I watched a couple of them and I was like oh fuck this thing I hadn't seen this thing in 15 years I really need to watch this. Yeah, it's I, uh, it, as a cohesive match. It has its flaws, but uh, as, as a spectacle, who gives a fuck? It's, who cares? It's fucking incredible. Exactly, it's a yeah. spectacle. It's cage of death, baby. Yeah, and Payne comes out, cuts a promo about how this is not going to be that because he and Beater are not nineteen years old. This ain't their first cage of death. Uh, we're not going to take any crazy bumps. We're not going to do a I don't know twelve fitting uh, fitting. Well, Flips off the top of the cage. <laughs> well, go break on necks. <laughs> Ain't gonna happen. Uh, we're the hate club. We're we're about the violence. Uh, just <laughs> incredible promo. Totally buries the match that people actually remember from this show. <laughs> like, yes, and it has. An ex- do you think? Do you think Zandig was like, yeah, go ahead and do it, buddy? Because <gasps> Zandig, being Zandig, just lo- his love for Justice Pain. Fuck his love those for his children, voice. man. Fuck those guys. Like, yeah. Yeah, that that match uh, had uh, POCs in it. Let's fucking go and shit on it. <laughs> um, Nick Gage comes out as billed as the future of hardcore, which is weirdly, like, extremely true, actually. <laughs> yes. That actually uh, fif- panned out, huh? 15 years later. Yeah, 15 plus years later. Um, yeah, this is double ring. One ring is just a mess of weapons. There's thumbtacks and salt covering the... Because they... That's the thing. They just came and, like, they added more weapons to it, but... They th- added the... The, yeah, they added because the first match was not fans bring the weapons, so they added all the fan weapons. Right, and the glass um, panes. Yeah, and there was also a um, there was a in between the two rings there was a a like a, a series of planks that if you went through you would be eliminated. There's a good elimination for that. There's only okay. one. Okay, but they ha- they cleared all that out. Um, and there but there's only one just pl- like pain something like plank uh, that just. Right. In a diamond over, like, and it's just if you want to fucking go over, I'm gonna guess or just do ever right. Like, I love how it's just like, fuck you, I don't know what to do. With They're this just point. like stepping across the gap, yeah. Yeah, it's like whatever, and it breaks down into two matches basically because of yeah. that. Yeah, um, and this is pinfalls, right? Um, but it's it's there's not like a ton of big spots in this match, but it is just filled with sick weapon shots. Just disgusting weapon shots. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to run through a few. Gage blades almost immediately. He gets sent through a pane of glass, like, unceremoniously. Um, but Payne is just destroying him with a series of unprotected shots, different weapons. Uh, I, oh, Jesus. Those are just, those, and he just, I mean, Cage is, he's bumping in a sense. But I don't know 
how much forethought is going into this bumping and how much of it is just that he feels paralyzed by the <laughs> well him and just this they're brothers right they've been hitting each other with shit for fucking longer than they've been wrestlers for sure like what were these guys like before they were wrestlers like they probably the same probably exactly the same yes um hatred throws an old like gateway pc tower at wife beater's head um <laughs> Gage smashes a dusty old box fan over over his brother's head, and like a cloud of dust, like flies up. And then I'm pretty sure um, he hits him with an old fax machine. I saw like a, a telephone handset yeah. hanging from it. Like it's this fucking rules. Like there's nothing to this match, but it Beater rules. Beater and Hatred take turns on at each other with <laughs> uh, a, a, a gigantic gutter cover. Yeah, and and. and, uh, and- <laughs> And, Gar- and Garland. Yeah, they some, somebody pulled a fucking. Uh, I have written down. Robbie Marino probably stole this off a house in Drexel Hill. Like he just like yeah. <laughs> like ripped a fucking rain gutter off the fucking side of a house, and they're just smacking. Uh, I'll tell you what, a rain gutter is a really cool uh, visual weapon because when you hit Absolutely. somebody over the back with it, it bends perfectly and conforms to their back. It's fucking great. People should keep that in mind and use that. Um, <clears throat> Hatred tries to powerbomb through a table and beat her, but he slips in all the thumbtacks, and they both just fall over, which is great. Um, yeah. Beater then successfully powerbombs him into the same table. Uh, we get this. We get some good shit. There's like a there's like sticks that have a bunch of glass uh, Christmas ornaments uh, attached to them, which are it's yeah. a classic weapon. Um, we see a keyboard absolutely get destroyed over Gage's head. Uh, I believe swung by wife beater. Yes. We see the, the whack packer Hogan rubber chicken comes into play. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's fantastic. Uh, hatred grabs that rain gutter. Like they, they've just been exchanging all kinds of shit. Uh, pain flies off the top of the cage, gives a fucking blockbuster into the ring full of tax and salt and other garbage. It's like complete mayhem, complete madness. Um, th- my favorite line on commentary happens when, uh, uh, I believe it's pain gives uh, gives Gage a snap suplex, um, and you hear from John House. He says, "Snap suplex onto Frosty the Snowman." Um, so that's <laughs> a thing you've never heard or seen. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Pain pain tries. So this is the funniest thing to me is there's this moment where Pain tries to call the spot where he like tosses this random weapon at Gage, and I couldn't tell you what it was. Um, but then he like he signals for Gage to sort of hold it in his face because he's gonna super kick it into Gage's face, right? And Gage plays ball. They're brothers. They're cooperative. They're here to you know do some business. Um, but his kick doesn't really connect for shit. So Gage just sort of like reels back, and then. As Justice Payne is turning around, he just smashes that shit over his head. <laughs> Didn't see it coming at all. Like, real good family shit here. Um, <clears throat> I there's a, ton of, there's a ton of, like, stuff happening. This is not a long match. It's not a fancy match or even a good match, but it kicks ass. Um, I, I guess, what, Gage climbs the cage and gives Robbie Marino a shot in the head with a guitar? Yeah. Um... And then you see Maven Bentley up there giving Robbie Marino CPR on top of the scaffold. Uh, meanwhile, Nate Hatred power bombs uh, Wife Beater off the second rope through a fucking pane of glass. <laughs> like yeah. a lot of stuff happening, uh, really, really, really quickly. Um, and then your your big your big moment at the end of the match. Um, Gage I'm and, five minutes. Yeah. Okay, yep. Gage and Hatred cover a pane of glass. In salt and tax, which were in one bag together, which I'm not sure where you buy that. It's like the combination uh, peanut butter and jelly, or the mayo mayo chip, or whatever. 
That's called, you know, you know, we call that, you know, your, your Kensington, uh, you, you know, that's your, uh, you know, that's, that's what you put, put on the streets, you know. <laughs> oh, Keep, uh, it was like seasoning. <laughs> yeah. Thought, thought well, that's what you put seasoning. on the streets, you know, mm. like, you know, you know, you don't use rock salt. Rock salt's for, for lame. <laughs> it's for, it's for weaklings. It's for pussies. Well, fuck you, pussy. <laughs> John. I'm putting thumbtacks in my driveway to melt the snow. Um, yeah, this is, uh, this, this obviously it's a CZW main event in the early to mid two thousands, so of course it's a swerved him, John. You swerved him, John. Gage turns I on bet. hatred, hatred, and uh, just what I don't like. Why do this? I guess it sets up the next year of story, right? Yeah, you know we. I mean, and then they, and then uh, wait a couple minutes, and then Gargiulo is losing his shit, and then they turn on Peter. <laughs> they turn on Wife Peter too. Yeah, it's like Wife Peter, Justice Payne, and Gage are celebrating. Wife Peter also gets the pain thriller. Another swerve by the brothers, Sean. They swerved. <clears throat> oh man, we get the we get the most choice thing here. This is truly the fucking the line where Eric says, "Blood is thicker than water," which you know. <laughs> yeah. It's it's true, um, it's this whole thing, you know. I, Payne gets in the mic and says, "Listen up, Marks. You didn't think I was gonna die for you, did you?" Um, he says, "Me and my brother are gonna go have a nice family Christmas." Um, and then the the crowd is all you know, whatever. They're a weird mixture of drunk, pissed, and happy, like utterly elated and also furious. And so. I guess somehow everybody ended up with water balloons and the, the the show, the biggest show of the year ends with Robbie Marino and Maven Bentley on top of the scaffold, getting water balloons thrown at them. Just glorious. Just fantastic. Well, and it's CZW at, uh, you know, in CZW way. It's something only CZW could pull off. It's very stupid. It's all the, it's these originals. These four men have carried their back on the carried this company on their backs, John. It's meaningful though to people who care about this company. Like absolutely, it kicks ass. And you know what? You know what? It's very appropriate that this this is the last match we do for the show. Of uh, you know, this is we're looking back at the the career of Justice Payne, and you know what we end with the Wilson brothers standing tall. Yeah, it, this was definitely they his yard. Him, John. They, right. swerved <laughs> they swerved him, John. Um, yeah, I, we don't, we're not gonna make any grand statement on who Justice Payne was as a person or even as a wrestler. Um, I do want to say, I think that he was a quality ace. Um, maybe not in another promotion, but looking back on this, he he might've been, you know, not, not the hero they deserve, but the one they need or whatever, right? His greatest crime is being loved too much by John Zandig. That's right. Couldn't we all be loved? Too we much could for John all Zantic. be so lucky. I, I really, you know, um, I, I don't. I, I think he is valid as, uh, as this era um, of like a, a heel champion. It's he is he is truly like a snapshot of what CZW is and what like edgy early two thousands wrestling was at both its best and worst. You know. Yes. So, you know, I mean, I feel glad about I, – I, I'm – it's for a shitty occasion, but, you know, I'm happy – I'm happy to revolt re- Justice Payne because I felt – I felt like – I didn't feel satisfied with him. I mean, what's the setup's up is the fantastic, tough, crazy bastards right. that we did. Covered on episode, episode on. 15 or something. Yeah, and that episode is fucking – we love all, all those matches is fucking whip. Pain is, is great in that entire feud. Yeah, and it just ends up being like 
you know, <clears> he has his moments where we like we shit on him a little yeah, bit. The culmination yeah. being him and him getting shot on by Necro and punched in the face a bunch. But here's the thing, you know, he was also just a guy. I mean, that's the whole thing of it. He was just a guy. We keep going back to it. He what? This was his fifth year wrestling. That's yeah. not a lot. He he was twenty six. Yeah, not a long and, career. Definitely. Last match and, was in 07. Yeah, and it's just. He, he burned out, and you know what? That's great, but he was great. And you know, you know fuck you, Adam Lash. Fuck you for trying to high horse people. Yeah. Being sad about that, this. That, that's that, fucking that bullshit. really pissed it's, me off. It's, it's, it, you don't give a fucking shit about Justin. <clears throat> you don't give a fucking shit about anyone. You just care about your fucking internet clout. Suck my fucking dick. That's right. And uh, you know what? Rest in peace, Christopher Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we don't, we don't know anything. <laughs> we don't fucking know anything. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> you know, all, all dead souls deserve to rest in peace. Except you, Rock and Rebel. <laughs> yeah, fuck the rock and rebel. All right, all right. Podcast. Good Pod- night to go ahead on. Podcasting. Hey, podcasting. It's have back. A, have a lot of fun. Exactly, because it's like we got eight minutes to leave. All right, I'll do see that. You. All right, bye. <laughs> Later. <laughs>